Recently, Joe Biden said we are going to be facing a very dark winter. We're now hearing that Dr. Fauci is saying we're going to be facing the surge of surges, surge of surges. There you go. The surge of surge in Europe. They've been locking down. It's been quite ridiculous. In Greece, you got to text the cops. You want to leave your home in France. They're saying you got to show your papers if you leave your house. No, no joke. You leave your house. You leave where you live. Authority stop. You've got to give them documents proving you have a right to leave your home. We heard in Newark, New Jersey, they were saying they didn't want you to leave your home for 10 days. There's not a whole lot they can do in the United States, though they're trying. And the, uh, the difficult thing is we have something. It's, it's very beautiful. It's, a, it's called the Constitution. Maybe you've heard of it. And it really does allow us. Uh, well, it constrains the government. It's not stopping despotic lunatics like Andrew Cuomo and Newsom and, and, and Wolf and Murphy from doing ridiculous things. But when it does make it to the courts, oftentimes these, the, all these governors are losing but then they keep pushing. One of the most egregious, uh, um, I, I shouldn't even say egregious, but there have been several instances coming out of New York where it really does feel, and this is my opinion, that Bill de Blasio and Andrew Cuomo, they really hate Jewish people. So joining us today, we've got Heshi Tischler, yes. pronouncing it correctly. Yes, right, awesome. you are. And uh, man, I've heard a lot about you. <laughs> leading, you. Leading the charge, fighting back against unconstitutional uh, lo- lockdown orders, harassment, abuse. Tyranny. Tyranny. Outright tyranny. You know, thank you, Tim, for letting me come on my show. And, and Ian, I, I, I spoke well, to you guys. Let me come before. on your show. You should come on my show. <laughs> and this, you know, it's on Wednesday night, nine o'clock, which nobody knows, by the way, everybody. Uh, but uh, I want you to know, uh, I, I know you're going to let me say what I have to say, but it's not just the Jewish people that I fight for. You know, we are allowed to fight back. This is America, just like you said. And and this guy, Governor Cuomo and, and Mayor de Blasio, I, I know you don't want me to say bad words, but they are idiots. You got to let me say the word idiot. You can, say, you can call them whatever you want. <laughs> okay. You know, I, I have worse words to say, but Ian's going to throw something at me. I see it in his hand. Stop it, Ian. Anyways, but my problem here is that these guys have a lot of money. They have a lot of lawyers. Do you know that they have, the, you, you guys don't know this, that inside our government, they have lawyers that are able to go around the Constitution. We have 30, 40 bills a month that pass just through the city council, not through the state legislature and the assembly. Their lawyers figure out a way to take illegal laws and break, and I'm sitting there, how do you break the Constitution? Well, we figured out with uh, uh, state to state laws. They figure things out, and I scream at them. I said, you can't do this. And I'm, I, you know, for 30 years, I'm standing in the background. I help special needs kids and children on the street. And I've been fighting the city for the city, against the city. But what he's doing now is, like I said, they're our leader. They're supposed to be a guide. They think they're our parents. I'm 56 years old. You know, my father, I've raised 21 foster kids. I've have 105 nephews and nieces. That's right. I got a lot of them. Okay. I'm building a beautiful family. It took me a long time. I have my own babies, my own grandchildren. I have kids that come through my house daily. I have youth children. How the, how the heck? See, you got that? You like that? (laughs) YouTube, you hear that? How the heck do you have a right? to take responsible people that have served this country, that have served this community. We have more organizations in my neighborhood. You know, my neighborhood, none of my stores are boarded up. We have we have our own securities. We have our own volunteer groups that we donate. I'm not talking one or two. We, have, we work with the police. I work with the police. As you know, I was arrested. Yes, you were. Uh, yeah, this... Well, let's, we'll, we'll start from the beginning. Okay, we'll start from the beginning. Oh, we got a lot to talk about. So... Ian's sitting here as hi, well. Hi, everybody. Yes. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. Too. And Lydia's, and Lydia's producer. I am over here. Oh, hi, Lydia. Yeah. yeah. Smash yeah. the like button. Hit the subscribe button. <laughs> hit the notification bell. Yes. And uh, so, so they're, they're, almost everything they're doing is unconstitutional. I mean, uh, t- just to start, the First Amendment says the right to peaceably assemble. It doesn't say for what. If you want to peaceably assemble because you guys are having a pizza party, doesn't say anything otherwise. But let's start from the beginning. 
they started locking down. How did you get involved in, in activism? And, and what, like, what has the city been doing to your community and to the people of New York? So March, April, May, June, as you know, the great lockdown. Uh, my community tries to, I, I get screamed at by the leaders. And now I'm telling them just to jump in the lake because I've been one of those guys behind the scenes. They scared because a lot of the bigger people have money or they're getting money from government grants or a lot of them are paid off. And I know it because I see that the money coming into the bigger guys. But when I have special needs kids, they get $15 from insurance when they have to, when, when they have to pay $115 to a doctor three times a month. We can't afford that. So you talk, and these guys are getting hundreds of millions of dollars driving Cadillacs and we're getting nothing or some school rabbi or a teacher says, you know, just open my school, but, but mess, don't forget about the other 60, 70,000 kids. How does a mayor open up a school for, for pre-K, but not for fifth graders or sixth graders? It's all the same. You know that 99.5% uh, get better. Children dying from COVID is like getting hit by lightning. But let's start from the beginning. I did listen. I did cooperate. Of course, I was one of essential workers. I, I have my own radio show. Plus, I help people with the building department. I fight the city. I'm also as well as a volunteer for a food program for, for families that need food on the weekend. I'm part of a few organizations. And I'm, of course, I'm a volunteer. I'm one of the few volunteers that are still allowed in the hospital because they're scared of me. I'm a big fat guy, but they're scared of me. But my problem here is we were quiet. March, April, May, he kept extending his stupid executive order. We didn't know what's going on. This is the first time this ever happened to us. So we listened to him. June comes around. Now I had a little park. I have a driveway and, you know, I don't have a big house. I have a couple of floors and I live in and we have some tenants and we, we're good to our people. And I'm good to the people on my block. And we, again, like I told you, my house is open. You can come and eat whatever you want, except for Linda's yogurt. Nobody can touch Linda's yogurt. They're $7 a piece, guys, please. <laughs> oh I'm telling you, she's not normal, okay? And I, I love you, Linda. If you're listening to the show, I was joking, Linda. I was joking. <laughs> no, she's not a good cook. No, no, she is. I'm lying. I love oh you, baby. Gosh. I'm dead meat when I get home. Tim, you have a room for me? I'm not going home anyway we do actually <laughs> thank god i'm dead anyways so i'm just telling you what happened was is i made my driveway into a little park for the kids i see the kids on their bicycle they're running in the streets parents are calling because again i do a lot of people behind the scenes people with troubles anybody who calls me can ask my phone rings till midnight i, I get up 4 30 in the morning and my phone is already ringing at six. I go to the hospital every morning and I try to help the little things, the little things. Get a bottle of milk for your neighbor, drop off a juice, go visit for an hour. And these are the things that I do, a little volunteering stuff. And I get the kids in the youth center involved that way. And you can save lives. You can make changes in people's lives. So um, June comes around. I see kids running in the street. My son comes to me. My oldest son, he says to me, he's not my older, my, my last son that I have at home. And he says... I don't understand. The parks are closed. It doesn't make a sense. I said, I called the assemblyman. I, saw, I called the mayor's liaison. They hung up the phone on me. I called the assemblyman. I called the state senator who was nowhere to be found. I make fun of him all the time. He's ready for his pension. I don't understand these guys. Nobody's replying to me. They're telling me we can't help you. Or if you do something, we'll come after you. They've threatened to arrest me a few times. My son says to me, I love my boy. I, I try to be a hero to him. I have no wings. I'm no special angel. And I'm going to tell you a story about my father with the angels. But I'm just a regular guy from the street. But I know ways to solve problems. Don't be scared. Look at the light at the end of the tunnel. I, I don't like when there are bullies out there pushing my friends around. And I'll be the bully. I'll, I'll fight back. So my son says, Pop, just cut the lock. I said, it doesn't work like that. He says, why not? <laughs> and I've been, I've been like a contractor for 20-something years. So I walked into my garage, and I found this bolt cutter. And I asked my nephews. I carried it around with me to this day. I never give it up. And I drove to the park, cut the locks. A couple of kids told me. I said, come on in. 
And the parks department came and said, oh, no, I did research on the law. The governor says the park could be open. The mayor says it can't be open. So when they're on the same page, I'll agree. Till then, you can all jump in the lake. And then I drove around other neighborhoods, and I see other parks open. Why are the Jewish parks in the Jewish neighborhoods open? And I drove to Crown Heights. And yes, he had some other parks closed down uh, in other neighborhoods that were easy, people that you can push around. And the Jewish people want to be quiet. They don't want to be in the scene. They don't want to make noise. I'm, it embarrasses me they sometimes. Were, they were shutting down the parks in the Jewish area. All the Jewish. Every Jewish park, not shut down, locked, sealed, double sealed. When you opened it up, they were there the next day. You understand? They knew what was going on. They were watching. And one day I just started, the kids come protest with me. Forget the adults. I brought the kids. And I opened the park and the parks guy came. And I said, you're not coming in here. And I had a big fight with him. And he called the police. And, the, of course, the chief is a friend of mine and the local <laughs> guys. I said, I understand. I will shut the park myself. Let's drive down to 8th Avenue, 65th Street, 10 blocks away. You explain to me why that park was open. He walked over to the parks guy. I understand. Is that true? The park is open? He says, well, that's a different area. The mayor said we have to close this one. I'm only wow. So I said, listen to me. You're not shutting down my park. Take out your gun. Shoot me. If the bullet doesn't go through, be very careful because I'm a big fat guy. It doesn't go through it. Oh, man. Okay? Uh, and that's the way it happened. And what happened was is they didn't close the park. Everybody went home. Now, my neighborhood, Brooklyn, in Borough Park especially, Flatbush or Midwood, everybody knows my number. They call me day and night. I get hundreds of calls. I mean, texts, emails. I can't even keep up with it. And I try to call everybody back. I'm not one of those politicians that hides. And I have my office who gets angry at me to help, uh, you know, constituents and my local residents. I don't do it for money. I've been doing it. I have a regular job. But I know what it is to help a fellow man. I was a kid that lost his father when I was 13 years old. I had to raise my two brothers and Down syndrome sister. I had to help a lot of my friends in school. I've been called Uncle Heshi since I'm 15 years old, okay? So I've been around the block. Me and Linda slept on the floor when we got married, you know what I mean? I know what it is to struggle. I see what other people go through, and sometimes a guy just needs a job. A guy just needs a helping hand. A kid needs a place to go hang out, go pick him up. We have kids, young boys and girls hanging on the street. I just walk down, come on home. Come over. My door is open. Take whatever you want except for Linda's yogurt, but take whatever you want. <laughs> Trust me, somebody took Linda's last yogurt. I was in big oh, trouble. Man. Yeah, she was crying. I said, Linda, oh. it's a $7 yogurt. I'll buy you. Terrible. I only get $20 allowance from her, but <laughs> it cost me three yogurts. Anyways, so this is what I'm trying to say. So I cut the lock. And then the next day, they snuck in from the back, from the other side. This is a park that I play kids, play baseball with the kids. I know the park. I know every inch of it. And that was the only park I was going to open. And I said, you're not closing it. We had a big fight. The police came again. And this time, the big park ranger with his gun came. This is the real guy that could actually arrest me. And I started to argue with him. Four minutes. Usually, on my videos are two minutes. It was four minutes. People were filming it. The whole community came. You know, when there's a fight, people come running. Oh, yeah. And he was a very nice ranger. At the end, he says, just <clears throat> shut up and listen to me. And he explained to me. He says, you're right. The governor and mayor are not on the same page. He says, the park is yours. And he points to the guy. He says, do not touch this park. Whoa. And the guy says back, we're not going to clean the park. I said, I don't need you. Get out. Don't clean the park. Just don't come back here again. And every day I had my park watched. And then I got calls from Crown Heights. I got calls from uh, Far Rockaway. I got called from Williamsburg. Where not only did they close the park, you're going to love this, they welded the gates shut. I said, really? You actually think I'll stop me? I go there, I cut the lock, and the big fat man just push open the gate. And we did it. And the police were standing there. They thanked me. They watched me. In Crown Heights, they tried to arrest me. Five cop cars. And then a little black kid comes over to me, slaps me five, says, thank you, Heshi. Cops turned around and left.
And the mayor couldn't take it. I fight 312 government agencies daily. You know what it is? The red tape, the lies from foster care, from building department, vacating people, having old people being thrown out of their homes, uh, homeowners losing their houses, city fining them. You know, we have $31 million in fines in three weeks because the mayor and governor want to teach my neighborhood a lesson. Listen, mayor and governor, do whatever you want. Yes, I have to say idiot. I'm going to get you. I'm here. I'm going to get into my city council. Uh, I hope you will mind me saying heshitishler.com. Guys, I need money. I want to win this. And I don't want to win this. I want to crush this. When I get into the city council, I need 26 new councilmen. There's 35 coming in. I'm going to take over the city council. I'm going to teach the mayor a lesson. I'm never going to let them do this again to my city. And it's, you know, we had the senior citizens dying because they have no, uh, they have no concept of what they're doing. They have no proper, I have the numbers. I go, you know, they told me 48 people died. They told me 17 people uh, have COVID new cases. Now here's your problem, guys. I'm in the hospital every morning. I walk their beds. There's one. You're talking, I'm friends with the funeral parlor guy. They told me there was two funerals, two old people that did not have COVID. Now I have no idea. So they're saying, oh, Heshi, you only know your hospital in Borough Park. So then I drove to Flatbush, Coney Island Hospital. I walked in there. And of course, my friend is one of the people who works in DER. He gave me the whole outfit, strolled around. Nobody knew what I was doing. Again, beds empty all over the place. I thought we're over capacity. When, when was that? that now, was- two weeks ago, last wow. week. And I've been doing it since June. Since June, I'm going every day to the hospital. Now I have friends in the Bronx who are telling me half the hospitals open. When, when we opened up, remember the great Javits Center that was supposed to be overloaded yep. with people? I went there. Out of the thousand or three thousand beds, three hundred beds were being used and there was no food for kosher people. I went there, I made a video, I screamed and hollered, you'll never get it in, the soldiers won't let you in. Soldiers were delicious, they were wonderful. They came out, they took my boxes. I had people bringing me boxes from all over the place. I got them in there, and I gave, of course, to the soldiers. And, of course, my policemen just protected me. They're wonderful people. I am a person that believes the right thing should always be done, and no matter what it takes. You want to put me in jail? Go ahead, it's one guy. But you're not going to torture my people. I'm not going to have kids in front of my youth center, which we had, and I'm going to tell you, put himself on fire. I have 97 suicides. No, no, not in New York City, my son. In my neighborhood. You know what it is? I have to go see the family, or I have to be one of the volunteers. It's not only me. You think I'm I'm, I'm being s- s- not serious, or I'm sad, or I'm one of those uh, guys who are not tough. I am tough. I've been on the streets. I, I've I've worked myself up. I've been in the projects. I've I've seen people struggle. I can't have people killing themselves because a father can't bring home food to his children. I can't have a mayor just telling me, "Well, this is the rule, and if you don't like it." I'm going to get you. I'm going to put you in jail. And if you don't wear the mask, you're going to be, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to put you, I'm going to take away your business. I'm going to shut you down. And if you don't like it, you hear what the governor said? You don't like it too bad. What do you mean you don't like it too bad? I don't care what you say, Mr. Governor. You work for me. Just like the parks. I got them all open. And finally, the mayor gave up. He gave up. All the parks. We started cleaning our own parks. And finally, finally, they came out that the parks could be open. Now, with COVID, they still haven't closed the parks. And my worst thing possible to you, Tim, they're doing our COVID testing in the parks. Here's my stupid question. And I said it to you before. How do you have a COVID testing with a COVID patient coming into a park with little children? Does that make sense to you? Just that alone tells me that he's an... I have to say idiot. idiot. Thank you. I love you, Tim. You're so delicious. I love you. I'm going to give you a big hug. So, yeah, so I don't like you. <laughs> I'm joking, Ian. You're wonderful. I'm joking. I love you too, Ian, okay. Thank you. Okay. So, so, joke. Wow, you too serious, Ian. Oh, man. So, I'm very so serious. Uh, I was reading. I think I was reading a lawsuit, and they said that uh, one of the points brought up 
is that Mayor de Blasio says, well, look, we've got all these hot spots, all these red zones. We got to shut them down. And then someone brought up, yeah, but out of all of the red zones, the only ones who shut down were the Jewish neighborhoods. Right. Huh. <laughs> it's kind of obvious so, what again, they're doing. The idiot uh, gave testing in our neighborhood, and I have it on video. First, they came in, they do all the news conferences in City Hall. All of a sudden, one day, they showed up in my neighborhood in a park, and they did it right before Jewish Holiday, where everybody's cooking and cleaning and running around with their children, getting the houses ready. They came to do a press conference right before the holiday. Of course, I caught them, and I wouldn't let that idiot Mitch Katz talk. I just, for 19 minutes, screamed and hollered and told them, How do you show up here with no paperwork, talking blindly? I mean, I I barely, I, when I do my work during the day, I need 20 pieces of documents. I need to do research. So much going on. And this guy walks in and starts quoting numbers that are impossible. And I, for 19 minutes, I kept screaming and hollering at me, and he left. And they got upset with me. And the mayor, of course, sent a message to his liaison. We're going to get you. I said, be my guest. I live at 4316 17th Avenue. Hello, world. Come on over. Come down. That's how they found me, by the way. They, none of my police officers wanted to arrest me. So they had to send two warrant officers from the Bronx. Wait a minute. Four detectives, seven cop cars. El Chapo didn't have so many people. (laughs) I am the man. Then they locked me in my handcuffs for four hours. They wouldn't take me to the precinct. They took me straight to Central Booking, left me in a car four hours handcuffed, making me suffer, till I finally said, you know what? I'm going to take a leak right here in the car. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. Okay. So then they- Wait, you you, you pissed in the cop car? No, I was going to. I had no choice. And I said, I have no problem. Then they took me inside. And then when I got into the jail cells, everybody wanted me into their jail cell. They actually lost my fingerprints twice. Can you believe this? I can't. So I, asked, so I, I missed the night judge, and they kept me there for 24 hours. Listen wow. to me, man. I've slept in my car, sleeping on a dirty, and there's no social distancing in the police, in the, in the, in the jails. No masks. Guys are there for three days without showers, dirty, filthy. I'm helping a few of them now that I met there. I'm telling you, so he doesn't keep his own rules on social distancing. Of course we're going to have diseases passed over there. These people are incompetent. Losers. So I asked him, I said, make me deputy mayor. I'll work with the city. I'll show you what I can do in three weeks. Give me a shot. But no, we're going to keep the school. So then he started closing all the schoolyards. Finally, I had a fight with that. We got our schoolyards open. Some of them, because some of the superintendents listened to me. But this guy is just foolish. And then I told my store owners, no, no, keep them open. Just for your knowledge, right before I was arrested, I was asked to join a 40 Zoom conference call. I'm just a regular guy, community activist, fighting for my community. They had cops on there, local activists, leaders, rabbis, uh, politicians, and they all agreed that for the last Jewish holiday, which was Simchas Torah, which after my two protests, they asked me, don't do another protest. We want to keep the community calm because there was a fight, whatever, with me, and I was being uh, taunting the mayor and the governor. Heshi, chill. And so they put me on this, and the commissioner of the police was on the conference call. And they, all the, our leaders said, you know what? For the holiday, we're going to keep our synagogues closed. And each one kept saying, we're parrots and knocking their communities. We have different communities, the Sephardic community, the Syrian community, different communities, different leaders. And, you know, I have my own imam. I tell you that. I have my own pastor because I have a Muslim girl that came through my house. <laughs> I have no problem. I, I work with all different communities. I am a man that believes that this is a great country. My father was in the Holocaust, survived it, came through fires of hell. You're telling me that I'm not going to continue fighting for this great country? I was born here, bred here, fought my way all the way back. No, no. Nobody's taking nothing for me. And I'm not bragging here. I'm nobody special. But I was on the phone, and, and they're all agreeing to this. And I was one of the last speakers. And the commissioner says, well, we're going to not enforce the rule. And I told the commissioner, 
Right there, I got on the phone. I said, your co- we have a court order telling you that you can't do what you're doing. The executive order he just made, Mr. Cuomo, is trying to override a court order. He can't do this. So here's the deal. You have no right to enforce it. If you do, we're not going to listen to you. So if you come in your guns with your synagogues, we're not going to let you in. You need a warrant. And, and, and the commissioner says, you can't talk to me like that. I said, sure, I can. I'm telling you now that you will not come into my neighborhood on the holidays. Wow. And every synagogue was open in my community. Every place was, every play group was open. Okay, our stores were closed anyways due to the holiday. We were not, we can't drive around. Yeah. And I was driving around and the police were very good about it. Our local cops know us. They love us. They work with us. But again, when your hierarchy wants to boss you around, they do it. My boys told me they didn't want to arrest me. That's why you had to send people from other districts. I was going to resist. I was going to fight the cops. I'm a big guy. So they beat me up a little bloody. Would have been good for the campaign. You know what I mean? A little blood. Look what the guy did. But the end, I decided, you know what? I'm going to be a man. I'm going to take it in. But, you know, I, I wasn't going to let them push me around. I walked myself around. And I was going to turn myself in anyways. That was the funny part. The next morning, I was going to turn myself in. But the mayor just couldn't take it that I was getting so much uh, a publicity. My children out there, I want you to hear me, okay? This is America. You are free. You are free. I am free. We, the people, I'm not going to preach to you the constitution or anything. You're not taking my rights. You're not coming into my home. You're not locking my doors. I don't want to take a vaccine. I won't take it. Yeah, take it. I'm not telling you not to wear a mask when you go into a store. You want to go into somebody's store. He tells you to wear a mask, wear a mask. That's it. It's your right. Walk on the street. Leave me alone. And, and, and the numbers are out there. You don't have to wear a mask outside. You know, the trains, people are touching everything. You can't keep it that clean. We have the restaurants open. You know these outside restaurants in New York? They're nicer than the indoor restaurants. Yeah, they, they call it uh, uh, eating out, eating outside. So, wait, wait. You can eat inside so long as the inside is outside of the yes. original inside. Mm-hmm. It's guy, meaningless. This guy's whacked. And, I, and I've kept restaurants open. And I'm telling him to fight. But he, he's shutting my people down. He's putting people out of business. And I'm fighting them back. And he's giving us fines. And he's just for your knowledge, he has health department inspectors doing building inspections. Building inspectors and parole officers doing health inspections. These guys are not qualified. He takes people with no badges or people with guns. Listen to this, Tim. People with guns, sheriffs, because our police won't do it, climbing into little girls' schools with guns, climbing through the window or taking pictures, peeping into windows. Are you crazy? Really, Mr. Mayor? Are you? But let me tell you is what. That, I, is that cop crazy? It's like he's, he's crazy. It's sheriff crazy. I'm not my cops. Cops are not listening. But I want you to know what happened over the weekend. I, would, I want you to enjoy this. Uh, 17 shootings. Four murders. Mm. I don't want to tell you that I even had a rape last Sunday. Thank God we came back in my building because they, they see the buildings usually empty. Just that Sunday, me and my partner were there. Thank God we saw it in the camera. We ran out of, they tried to rape a young Muslim girl, 14 year old. We stopped it. We chased it. We gave the cops pictures. Two days later, we caught the guy because we know our neighborhood. This is what he allows. My neighborhood is patrolled. Nothing is boarded up. Downtown Brooklyn, 10 minutes away from me. This is the fancy rich people. I'm not talking uh, a co-op there, a one-bedroom studio can go for a million dollars. And that's cheap. I'm talking, that's for the poor people. Those people are boarding up their windows. They're breaking into banks. They're ripping off telemachines because they can't be watched. And this guy is letting him get away with it. But you know what he's busy with? That we have to close our stores, close our schools, and wear masks and come after the Jews. Because we're quiet. We're wussies. Well, you know what? No more. My movement has started. It spread. It spread around my city. It spread to other cities like Buffalo. It's spreading upstate. We're standing up. Even the sheriffs upstate. Are you crazy? You're going to enforce Thanksgiving? I can only have 10 people. Would you like to know how many people I had Thanksgiving in my house? Yeah, how many? 
50. I had two extra seats for Cuomo and de Blasio <laughs> just in case they needed a meal. I'm just telling you, and Hanukkah's coming. I'm trying to get 100 people in there just for your knowledge. <laughs> 10 Man. people, what a retard. I just, uh, I can, can imagine. Can I say retard? No, no, you, actually, YouTube goes nuts when you, oh, yeah. Yeah, they don't like it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I, YouTube, I, I YouTube's gone crazy, huh? I guess I'm not getting elected. <laughs> so, so. HeshiTishla.com, everybody. I need $25 donations from all your people. I guarantee to be elected. What do you do with the money? So let me tell you what I'm doing. I, I don't need a salary, man. I don't need matching funds. I want to win with no questions asked. I'm not going in with 700, 800 signatures. I'm going in there with 10,000. There will be no doubt I will go in there. I'm going in there with five new councilmen that I know that are gonna work with me. I have one that's gonna be an incumbent for my neighborhood. I have three Republicans that are worthless in Brooklyn. In New York City, everybody has to run as a Democrat. I know people, you're upset I'm running as a Democrat. Well, my, most of my people go blind. I could be Republican, but I have to run on the Democratic ticket or I won't get nothing done. So I wanna go in there. I want to win. I'm going to go there and, and campaign to my local community, put out the posters. I'm going to have to do a lot of stuff. I need pollsters. I need people getting signatures for me. I need people running from door to door for me. I need an office staff. Elections cost money to run and I need 250 grand to run it, but I'm going to, I'm trying to raise the money and I don't need a lot of money from people. I need 25, $50 from you guys. Send it into Hashitishla.com. You know why? Because I'm going to tell you, I'm going to make a change. And if it starts here, it's going to start everywhere. And when I get rid of this mayor and when I change my city council, it's called a clean sweep. I know I've been doing it from the outside for all these years. It's time for me to pick up, shut up, or or or, or stand up. And I'm going to stand up. If something doesn't change in New York, that city is going to be destroyed completely. We're, we're destroyed now, my son. You're destroyed now. <laughs> well, so Go down Fifth Avenue. You, it's, it's a shame. You have windows that are boarded up. You can't look in. Macy's had to board up their windows. Restaurants are out of business. I've, I have, I have people that can't pay their rent, but we raised our taxes that if you pay your taxes rate is an 18% penalty. Do you believe it? I can't collect rent. I can't pay rent. But if I don't pay my taxes on time, I have to pay an 18% fine. That's what they do. Just by, and by the way, all fines in the city of New York have just tripled. And tripled? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, from, uh, from $1,000 to $3,000, from $5,000 to $15,000. Again, I don't even know how that law passed. He was just able to do it without permission. So, and, so, and, and, and I want you to tell you the best part. We now have a new rule in New York City. We're allowed to rat on you. That means if you're driving down the block, Tim, and you double park, and I see you double parked, I take a picture of your car, you now get, instead of a $115 ticket, a $175 ticket. I send it over to the city. And I get 25%. I don't need to work Whoa. anymore. Yeah, Tim, you and me, let's just they're, drive around. They're, they're going to pay you to, to snitch on your neighbors. So you don't believe me about this new law. I'm sure you don't believe me. So we have something that passed recently called the idling law. That, Tim, when you drive your car and you pull over and you stop and you're waiting for me to come out of the store, if you idle for more than three minutes and I videotape you, $1,000 fine. Whoa. Yeah. Holy and it's cow. amazing. In fact, matter of fact, Billy Idol gets on TV. I, I don't know if you like him, but I don't like him anymore. I used to like him as a kid. He gets on. He says, don't listen, listen to the idling law. Come on, man. He's making 311 was there to help the community, to, to call to see if there was complaints on the streets. Now 311 is made just to call on your neighbor. They come down. The complaint doesn't exist, but the inspector always finds something. I know. This is what I do for a living. I fight the inspectors. I help people get their houses back. He just comes in. They find something something else to punish you. Shut down your job and, and don't think because I'm in these inspectors. They, they're, they're prejudiced as well. I, I work with them. I take off my yarmulke when I work there. I'm embarrassed to tell you that I can't tell them I'm a Jew, even though they figured it out by now. But some of them don't understand it. And I 
and I just have to listen to their prejudice, their filth when they make fun of the Muslims or the Asians or the or the Jewish or the black people. They themselves do it. And I stand there and I take it. Why? Because I have to defend my people, whatever it takes for my people to win. And yes, my de Blasio hates us. I think I have to I have to correct you on something. You said that they were incompetent. Oh. Well, well, hold on. Uh, I would say first, you are partly correct. <laughs> but when you say that everything they're doing is due to incompetence, I think, doing, I, I think it's on purpose. That when, 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 when we know there are more red zones than just the Jewish parks, but they go after the Jewish parks, when you're, you're telling me that they're now incentivizing people to take photos and snitch on their neighbors, they're shutting down the businesses in defiance of the science, in defiance of the, the, the World Health Organization straight up said, last resort, don't do it if you can avoid it. They're like, now nah, we're going to do it anyway. CDC said, don't shut down the schools. He went, I'm going to do it anyway. They're doing it on purpose. And everything they're doing has the impact of destroying the economy of New York City. Well put. I, they're burning it to the ground. Wow. Now, but, I, but you want to go a step further? Not that I understand it at all, but when I did the 2000 tests in my community and we did it in a safe, clean environment, we went to the governor mayor, look, we did the right tests, the 24-hour tests. And what happened? Yellow zone. But my neighborhood, the next door neighborhood that somehow the city, you know, they get, they get money for everybody who does testing, these private organizations. There's always somebody making money on it, 200, 300, 400. How do you do tests on the street, which I have no idea. Again, the neighborhood next to us, red, which if you would have listened to me, I would have shown you how to do the testing. I told you the story about the lady in the hospital. She had a baby. They wouldn't let her out. She said she had COVID. I came walking in there with testing and I showed them they're lying. And on Saturday, on the Sabbath, we picked up and we left with the baby. Oh, no, you're not stopping us. Look, you lied. I had one lady that was uh, went for an operation, wanted to see her child's wedding. Three days later, they gave her a COVID test, positive. She called me up. I said, come on, guys, really? How is she positive? She's in the hospital. She's all better. She's positive. I said, let's give her a 24-hour test since these PCR tests are wrong anyways. He says, no. Okay, finally, after a big fight, we gave her the 24-hour test. Three Negative. hours later, no, no, three hours later, he came back and said, positive. I said, how can you give me a 24-hour test three hours later? I went in with my people. <laughs> we did the testing. We released her. My city is lost. I, you want me to give you an answer on corruption? You want me to tell you that the election was fraudulent? There's something wrong here. And, and, and the people in the, in, in, in the hierarchy think that they own us. Stop it. I'm not going to let them own me. I'm going to fight back. My, my community is fighting back. We're standing up. A lot of them are scared to lose the big bucks. I know. I know it's a shame, especially for special needs children. I know for their welfare. I know for the Meals on Wheels. I know we have a lot of programs out there. But you know what? The Jewish community got $20,000 last year for postpartum depression. It's a very bad issue in my community. The neighborhood over that's not Jewish got $43 million. We have a $90 billion budget that's $9 billion in the hole. Now... Normally, when you're in the hole, you got to lay off some of your workers. So he laid off the whole New York City, right? None of us are allowed to go to work. All 337,000 employees of New York City were working throughout the entire COVID. 300, all you had to do was lay off maybe about one quarter of them to save on your budget. Never did it. Why? Because something is wrong here. He keeps collecting. He keeps fining. So he made up for the tourism problem because he only gets like 8 or 10% of that to, with the fines. That's what he did. The man is an incompetent. He doesn't know how to run the city. I am a competent businessman. I, 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 I got to tell you, it sounds like it. I believe he is incompetent, but come on, that's on purpose, huh? He found a way because our house, we took our community that was it fires. You know, the Bronx in the 70s was all burnt down. Brooklyn also was in the, in the late 1800s under siege. I, and we have built Fort 
brick by brick, house by house, fought, legalized, went through every attorney general, found every law to rebuild a community. We have 200,000 people. Do you know how many drug centers? We have one, two youth centers. We have drug problem. We have kids in with issues. Again, they won't give us the money for it, so we have to do it ourselves. The man only cares about himself. I'm sorry. I no, 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 no. You're, you're, uh, you're running as a Democrat. But I remember seeing these protests, and I remember seeing a bunch of people carrying big old Trump flags. Oh, we love Mr. <laughs> President Trump. Trump. Again, his policies are correct. He's done a great job with the economy. I am a man for Trump. Again, in New York City, we have a problem. We are a blue state. There's nothing mm-hmm. to question. People, I saw it. But, you know, when I went, I, when my, my mother passed away three years ago. And, uh, people come to my house to, to, you know, to, while I was mourning, cause I go to all the homes. I go visit a lot of people and I had hundreds of people come to say it was so nice of them. That's why I, I love my community. And, and they were just good to me. And where I raised my children, they all came to wish me well. And people said these two guys are running for councilmen who are incompetent. One cheated to get in. Again, he was able to get himself on the ballot by cheating and he got the democratic. Nobody knew this guy. And the next guy got an independent. And I, with three weeks to go, with $15,000, I ran as an independent. Now, I won them in the debate. I was great. But the point is, people went to the polls blindly and just clicked Democrat, Democrat, Democrat. The guy won. And in the last four years, I don't want to knock him. He's, I like him. Don't get me wrong. He's a nice boy. Again, nothing has been done. Hasn't stood up. When I started cutting the locks for the parks, they showed up. Hi, Ashley. We're here to help you. Where, where are you? One day and then they disappear again. They're hiding in their basements. They're passing laws, legislation, crying about budgets, which they've never done a budget before in their life. You know, I didn't take any PPE money when my, when, when we were doing COVID. I kept every one of my workers working home, running around because we were, a lot of my people were essential and I kept working them and we're paying them. And trust me, it hurt us because we tried to have a cushion in the business. We work on it. We're worried for busy days. My wife and me know that bad days are coming and we've used it. Mr. Mayor de Blasio is spoiled. He has no idea. So when I keep saying incompetent, forget that what he's after to get us. Of course, a bigot wants to come after the easy prey. Of course, he wants to go after the poor black family that can't stand up for themselves. And then there's a lot of black people that could stand up and take advantage of the situation. We have the same thing in the Jewish community. You know, we have guys buying up poor people's houses. And then after he buys up the whole community, he says, oh, let's move to Jersey. Let's all go to Israel. No, no. I'm here. I'm here to stay. I don't care what you've abused us. There's always somebody in every community. It still sounds like the, the jails, too, are getting abused. The people are getting stuffed in a cell with no proper you know, I social distance. I go to jail every two weeks to visit people, and I see the, 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 the way they abuse them. And you're right. Some of you are going to say, well, they deserve it. They don't deserve it. You know, I have people coming home from, I, I'm into prison reform, and people come home. You think they can be better in one day? They've served seven years, three years, nine months in jail. People lose focus. I'm there to try to help them, to guide them. I'm not their boss. Don't get it out of their way. I'm not, I know they're going to cause some issues. I'm there to help them if they want help. So in response to stories about the jails being overcrowded, people getting sick, they started just cutting people loose. Now we started seeing a bunch of people getting cut loose, committing crimes. Yeah. So that was a that was a big complaint from conservatives. Or I should say, I, and, and many of them didn't live in New York, but they were pointing to New York, saying, "How insane is it that you're going to let these people go?" But then I'm, my my position is like, first of all, if somebody isn't convicted and they're in jail because they just got charged, they may be innocent. Then I don't think we can stuff them into you know a disease written shoulder to shoulder you know cell. So what do you do? Do you, do you, do you, you know, so the New York uh, passed that bail reform law, right? Correct. Cashless bail. 
But there's that, so much that we could do. There's so many ideas on uh, uh, wearing uh, um, a, a device on your leg. Um, having people, it, it's not just bail. Having people take responsibility for you. It's, I'm, not, I'm not asking for bail. The parole officers are busy watching our stores and giving us violations when they should be watching these guys who, who were letting out on, on bail or no bail. You know, They were even considering and giving me bail for a riot that never happened. By the way, my riot never happened. This guy, I don't want, I'm not allowed to talk really about it. My lawyers are going to kill me. Not that I care because I never listen to lawyers. Lawyers are all stupid. But, <laughs> yeah, we need them. They are guys. I'm more smarter than them. But always never trust your lawyer. Uh, listen to me, guys. You are the boss. You watch them. Yeah, they know the law. They know the paperwork. You do your research today with the internet. You can do it. Be your own boss. They are your employee. Some of these lawyers, again, think they're smarter than you. I don't care what they charge. So I, you know what? this guy woke me up at three o'clock in the morning. I was pissed. And he came to, he came to the first protest and the second protest wasn't set up by me. The cops themselves called me in the middle of the night, said, Heshi, the kids are burning masks, masks. We didn't make no big fires. It was put out with a fire extinguisher. Heshi, come help us. I said, but I'm home in bed. My wife is going to kill me. Get over here, Heshi. So I got out of bed. I came there. I broke up the protest. And I told everybody, go home, and nobody wanted to go. So the cops said, if you all go home, we'll allow you to come back tomorrow for two hours with music, and you can have like a dancing holiday protest. And I got on the microphone, the police microphone, and I told everybody, and everybody went home. The next day, this guy who was at the first protest, again, he woke me up in the middle of the night telling me, you're a bad man, called me some bad name. And I went over to him in the street like I would see you, Tim. If you went and started you know, waking me up in the middle of the night, come over, you, Tim, you're a bad man, you're crazy. And of course, whenever there's a fight, a lot of people came around and just saw my little argument. And the cops were all stationed. I had them stationed beautifully all around the two-block area. Two minutes later, they came and whisked him off. His brother-in-law was there protecting him. Nothing happened. What did I do? Threat, entrapment and inciting a riot. What a riot. Nobody was arrested that night. Nothing was burned down. No windows were broken. Nothing you happened. Mean, you mean incitement? Right. Incitement to riot. Sci whatever. Yeah. Nobody was arrested. Even the cops are laughing that nothing happened. Nobody was arrested. And all of a sudden, they come three days later. After I talked to the police commissioner, they come arrest me. Why? Mayor de Blasio wanted to show that he's the boss. You know what? He's not the boss. I'm my own boss. People, your own boss. Stand up. Don't be scared. If you're scared, come to a guy. Come to an activist. I am not scared. I fight for, you know, my father told me something, and I'm sure you heard this. Before he passed away, I was a little boy, and he told me, he says, Heshi, there's two things in life you can do. That's it. That's all he told me. You can do something, or you can do nothing. That's it. That's your whole, that's my philosophy. I'm never going to do nothing, my sons. I'm never going to do it. I'm always going to be there to do something. I'm always going to be to the rest of my life as much as to the, my last dying breath. I know some of you guys believe in God. You don't believe in God. When I stand before the holy maker, I'm going to give him an answer. I'm going to tell him what I did. I screwed up. Don't get me wrong. Me and Linda fight every day. She's usually wrong. But uh, don't laugh at him. She is. She, look at Lydia. You be quiet. All you women are sure against us. Is, I don't yeah. like it. Linda, you're right. I love you, baby. You're so gorgeous. 31 years she's tortured me. I love the witch. Anyways, I want you to know this is what we do. It's a battle each day. And my woman is with me. And I'm so proud of her for allowing me to stand up, even though we, we discussed, me and Linda discussed, this was the year that I was going to retire. We were going to, we put away a little bit of money. We were going to go into the sun in Florida. I was going to watch my TV on the beach all day long and make fun of all you people. But <laughs> it came up that we can't. 
we can't let our children, our grandchildren, our foster children, you know, some of the foster children we had, you know, I was a little tough on, you know. I'm a big fat guy, so I threatened to put them in the basement naked. You know, I, it's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> stop it, Ian. I'm laughing. I know, Ian. <laughs> Look, at he has something in his hands. He's going to throw it at me. Tim, stop him. <laughs> I was a little tough. Linda was always good, loving mother. And you know what? They call her to this day. And sometimes I, I'm so proud when, when they call her and they speak to her. And, and I laugh behind the scenes how hard we worked on that. And, and Linda giggles, even though of all those you know, terrible days that we had with them. I'm proud of her. And I'm proud that she's my woman and she stood by me. Not, you know, you've got to be there. Everybody's got their quirks. Everybody's got their, their crazy, uh, you know, sicknesses in them. Again, like drugs. I'm against drugs. I don't care about marijuana being approved. I don't care what your audience says because I know little kids have it. I've been against drugs all my life. There are ways that you can do it in your home. Not for me. Never for me. I'm here to fight for my children. I'm here to fight for the next generation. I'm here to fight for my neighbor. I'm here to fight for my senior citizens. This is what I do from morning to late at night. And never will I stop. Trust me, never. You just had one of the biggest possible victories you could have when the Supreme Court ruled that uh, you guys can keep your places of worship open. Not, not, not just the Jewish community, but all the religious communities are Correct. now allowed to. Well, they were always allowed to. Right. And, and Cuomo was directly in violation of the Constitution. And he made an executive order. Now, after we won the court cases, oh, the executive order expired. But here's my problem. He's going to create a new executive order December 1st to override this Supreme Court order, and he's going to win. And here's the problem. He can say, whatever I do, I am the boss. Mr. Cuomo, I, I, I can't threaten to beat you up because I'll get in trouble with Tim, and I'll get in trouble with the cops. But if you ever <laughs> want to take off the governor title, pop over to Borough Park, Brooklyn, pop up to my third floor let's go man to man i know you can kick my butt but when i'm done with you baby you'll be crying too sanctioned you know, sanctioned you, you could official have an exhibition right, sanctioned like mike tyson and, not mike tyson it's gonna be from uh, benson yeah, street fight for the kids he's a know? big tough guy i know he'll beat me up but i just want him to feel the pain i want him to see my neighbor he, he he's scared to come to our neighborhood he's scared the man is scared to come and here's the big thing I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you that I have my wedding halls open. I have all of them open. We, we're hiding. We're doing it in sneaky, but I'm going to weddings. One month I went to 17 weddings. I have little children in schools in the dark. I promise you, in the dark, learning. Because they're scared of the sheriffs coming in to shut them down. Special needs mothers that are having nervous breakdowns. I had a lady commit suicide two and a half weeks ago. She couldn't take it. She couldn't take it. You, how do you have an autistic child that you think you don't need a break? You think you don't have a special needs child that needs daily care to go to the thing? The kid himself is going to have a nervous breakdown. We had one kid that we had to take him three times to the hospital. With all the problems we have in the world, and you're just making it worse because you think you're saving lives, more are dying because of him. He's lying. He has his, he's a fool. And I'm telling you, I'm so pissed. I'll go back to jail, whatever it takes, to protect my fellow man. And it's not for New York. It's for, First of all, I'll be representing all of New York City, even though I'll be elected by my community. But I'll be representing the country. I want the people to know. Stand up. Don't be scared of that idiot governor in Los Angeles who himself had a party. The governor of New Jersey. Twice. Twice. The governor of New Jersey goes out to dinner with the family. No problem. And everybody's screaming at him. And the best part is New York City, they had a birthday party, a birthday party for somebody with 20, 30 of the politicians. And we said, hey, we caught you. And they said, oh, there's only six of us here. We said, are you crazy? Look around. Here are pictures. We saw 20, 30 of you. Oh, they were coming and going. Rules, rules for thee, but not for me. Exactly. That's tyranny. Right. So I want you to know, I am not scared of him. If you're scared of him, come. I will be your shield. New York City, we're going to stand up. We're going to fight back. I want the rest of the country to fight back. Don't be scared. What could they do to you? Give you a ticket. 
put you in jail for a day. Most likely, the little towns, the sheriff are your neighbors. And if you have some kind of a bully there, let's let's call him out. Let's call somebody from other towns. I'm getting, you know, Antifa threatened me. I don't know if you know who they are. Oh, of course. Yeah, they sent a wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Antifa threatened you? Yeah, they did it through Instagram. They sent some message. We're going to come get you. And who else came after me? Wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold on, hold on. You're You're challenging authoritarian government edict. That's our, some of it, uh, uh, with a Supreme Court ruling been proven to be right. a violation of your rights. Right. And the anti-fascists are threatening you. <laughs> because again, they're allowed to protest. We can't. And again, I'm for Trump and they're for Biden, whatever. So they threatened me. And there was one more organization that threatened me. I forgot what it was. And I posted it all over the place. And I said, I'm not scared of the mayor. I'm not scared of Antifa. Come to my house. Again, I'm not scared of you. What can you do to me? You got one. Go ahead. You got one down. I'm not that important. And then I got so much love from Nevada, from Idaho, from Jersey, from California. We're going to come protect you. I, I had a group of guys that just said, we're coming to your house now, actually, to watch you. I, I, I have police officers that came to my house and asked me to sign an autograph for their mother. They were embarrassed <laughs> that I was arrested. Their mother screamed at them. I am a guy that is just my neighbor. And I know that that suffering we do suffer enough we all have issues in our families we all have problems you know my sister is, is down syndrome and i've been taking care of her for the last 43 years since my father passed away and she's beautiful she prays for me every day because she says i'm going to hell i'm no good and she has more money than me by the way <laughs> all women have more money than me what the hell's wrong with me Tim? you must not be working hard <laughs> i am not working hard i'm not a good man but my show is not doing well either i'm joking with you but you know <laughs> guys com. i'm desperate right now i'm dead meat but i'm telling you the love of your fellow man is more important than anything and i know some of you're going to say i'm preaching this is what I've done for 30 years, whether you like it or not, whether you want to knock me or not, people are not telling me, yo, Heshi, we saw you cheating on your wife. My wife was sitting in the car when we heard the message. You're doing drugs. Again, you can't catch me on anything because I know who I am. I'm not going to lie to you. You want me to wear my suit and tie? You want me to stand straight? You know, they call me into the office of the politicians. I, I walk around with my shirt untucked, my jacket. I'm wearing a suit and tie for you, Tim. I thought you were going to dress up tonight. No, nope. you know, I know. Anyway, so, and my wife bought this ugly tie. I'm going to burn it, it on the way good. out. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I, like it. I hate you, Ian. You look great. It was bad. She paid 55 bucks. Is she crazy? Oh, like nice color, Linda. Uh, I, I, yeah, I like Ian, 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 can you get rid of Ian? What? I'm no. joking, which I love you. Ian. You're so handsome, Ian. Thanks. Uh, thanks. Anyway, I, it's just so, in here you're yelling at him the whole time. I know. I don't reason. know why. I think it's the medication. Get it out. Get I love you. You, you know, your you know, governor you, rage on right. Me. I am. You know, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. you know, but yeah. I want you to know that this is what I do. And they sat me down. You're gonna wear a suit and tie. You're gonna follow the rules. You're gonna talk normal. Listen to me. This is who I am. If the people of my community want to elect me, you elect me who I am. I will fight for you who I am. When You know, on, I was telling you before, on the city council, we have a channel called the City Council Channel. Very boring. They scratch their behinds. They pick the nose. You want to die at the end of the four hours. Really, you actually want to cut your wrists. When I get into city council, everybody tune in. Watch, baby. Here comes round two. I'm going to blow the city council. That's going to be the number one show on town. I'm going to make them miserable. I'm not going to let them pass illegal laws. You know, they read one one round, one paragraph blurbs, and they vote on a bill, which is 40, 50 pages long, 30 of them a month. You know what this is? For too long, the American people have kind of just sat back and hit the D button or the R button or check D or checked R, and you end up with a bunch of politicians who just want the job but don't want to do it. So they get elected because, well, they're probably not good at anything else. So, hey, convince some people to vote for you. You get a salary. You get a job. You can have power. You can, you know, 
shake hands, kiss babies and all that stuff, and then go and sit down and do nothing. And as, as long as nothing was happening, no one cared and everything moved along. Now that we're actually facing a real crisis and these, uh, these mayors, these governors are, well, I, I'm going to say it. I think Andrew Cuomo murdered 6,500 people. This is a, a story from ProPublica. He, he ordered sick COVID patients into nursing homes. And this was back several months ago. ProPublica reported on this. They said it was around 6,500 or so uh, seniors died of COVID because of Andrew Cuomo. And he's not the only governor that did it. So you've got these people doing this outright insane. It, I mean, stupidity. It's, 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 he killed these people. He so ki- he killed so I want to tell you, most of these nursing homes get money from the government. So they were willing to take these patients back. And I screamed at a lot of them. I even have relatives in the business. And he says, well, we're understaffed. I said, if you're understaffed, then shut down the business or get more people. It's not only for the profit. Lives are not profitable. So there was one Jewish boy had a nursing home in Jersey. And he told the governor, drop dead. I'm not taking the people back. I don't care what you, we're going to find you. We're going to close you down. He says, no problem. I'm not going to let people die in my place. He was one of the only ones that had nobody die in his nursing home. Governor Cuomo, we had 1,400 people die in my hospital. My hospital's made. You go there, you're sick, you get some medicine, you go home. It's not a place to be incubated or be taking, you know, forever to get better. These guys are not trained. Remember, some of them are residents. They're beginning nurses. I go there. I see it. You can't overcrowd them. They're not competent as it is. Sometimes they're overloaded with nothing. You're shoving them in there. They don't know what they're doing. People for two days didn't have water. I had a guy in my office crying that his father, they wouldn't let, you know, they don't let us visit the nursing home still to this day, but the hospitals let us go. There was one guy in the hospital when they wouldn't let him in there for two days with no food or water. The man was crying. Finally, he was able to get his phone and he cried to his son, please come in there. They took away his phone. We found the phone Whoa. in Jersey and he was died the next day. They said COVID when we knew that it was hunger and oh thirst. Gosh. And this is a true story. There's nothing you can do because I have the boy. You came to the protest with me to the hospital. They killed his father. And it's not one. I have many stories like this, one after the next after the next. The mayor and governor are two. We have so many politicians. I'm not talking one. We have 51 councilmen, 300 assemblymen, 500 state senators. And I'll go down the list of how many community board leaders and so on. And nobody's standing up to these two winners. Nobody's standing up and saying, stop, Mr. Governor, Mayor. His liaisons are walking over around threatening us you know the mayor said no funerals and when when people die no mornings he went to the big rabbi who he tried to shut down the big rabbi's wedding he went to them when the rabbi died one of the brothers died he went to the morning there was no social distancing there you can't go into somebody else's house when there's covid especially if somebody just died in the house again he broke his own law and of course his liaison which is one of my people i'm ashamed to tell you the, to the jewish liaison to the community is kissing the mayor's behind and he's t- he's giving up his people so he can get a salary my councilmen get a hundred eighty thousand dollar salary wow. for each committee they sit on they get thirty to forty thousand dollars they sit on seven committees now forget you have to do an eight hour day plus you have to do seven committees plus you have to run around meet people Plus, you have to collect money. These guys seem to be able to pass laws, make all this money. They get three hundred fifty, three hundred eighty thousand dollars by the end of the year. They get a million one for office expenses, a million five to give out to their favorite charities or donations. That means, Ian, if you have like a little sweater company and you're giving to the poor people some of the sweaters, we'll give you twenty thousand dollars. That's how it works. Now, after all that, they still get another sixty nine dollars a day for lunch money or stipend. I don't even know what that is, you know. And this keeps going and going. So we'll we'll down one hundred and fifty million dollars before we blink. Just with the 51 councilmen. Forget the community boards. Then you have commissioners 
of five different agencies, Department of Buildings, Department of Health, I'm going to go through 312 of them, I'm not, Department of Sanitation, Department of Finance, and of course the HPD department. Each one has commissioners in every borough, each one has chiefs, each one have duplicate jobs, and then you have all your inspectors. Combine them. Work them up. We can save a billion dollars just in that money. Idiots. And, and they each, each agency uh, fights with each agency. I know, but each agency fights with each agency. To put stuff through a department of buildings, you have to go through the department of health. Then you have to go through the department of finance. And each one can take three to four to five months. Do you know how long it takes to get a set of plans approved today in New York City? About six to eight months. So you're paying mortgage on your house. You can't walk into house because if you do any work, you get a ten, fifteen thousand dollar penalty. Plus, they don't let you. If you did a work without a house to get another permit for another year, you're being punished. We're like little kids. We get punished, and it just gets worse and worse. Then when you have to all your paperwork, now you have to go to the parks department to get a tree planted in the front of your house, which they only plant twice a year. So now you can't even move into your house till you get a stupid tree. And here's the best part. You paid all your fines. You did everything correctly. You now have to verify. The last thing on your list is to verify your address. It's called Topo, a one small agency that cost you 100 bucks. They've been closed for the last eight months, so you can't get your address wow. verification. <laughs> You're screwed. So, so, uh, and this is just one little bit of I, red tape. I'm, I'm sorry. I've seen a bunch of videos from, you know, these like leftists on Twitter where they walk around a wealthy area showing the ice cream shops and then say, New York is totally fine. Everything's normal. Stop watching Fox News. I, I you know, I, I walk around New York City. I'm the guy in the street. I'm going to tell you of, of, of empty stores, of closed stores, of people getting fined, of, of houses that are sitting vacant for not months, for years. People kept moving to their own homes that they worked so hard to renovate or build. Uh, they're getting fake stop work orders. You know what a stop work order is? The, com- the inspector comes in, well, you built an extra wall. You didn't follow the plan. You're not conforming. Stop work order. Just like that. And nobody could work. Or we're vacating you because your grandmother is living down in the basement when you're only allowed to have a couch and a TV, but you put a bed down there. It's illegal. Vacate your house. It sounds like they're destroying New York on purpose. I mean, yeah. I said it before, but... All of these stories, everything I've seen, when you look at the riots that happened in June, and then you see the, uh, the uh, I believe it was the assistant district attorney started cutting loose the lower level uh, you know, misdemeanor charges. They've, they've done this all over. It, it feels like you've got, you know what, let me, let, me, let me start over. I think earlier this year, we had a very serious problem. We had a, we had a, a couple of hospitals in New York had, a, had were overflowing. They brought in the trucks. We, we didn't see the Javits Center completely full, but there are people, you know, in there. I think we completely panicked. We overreacted. But, I'm, but, but, I'm, but in, initially, I'm not too upset that we overreacted, overreacted in the beginning because we did have a very serious problem spike and a lot of deaths. Now it seems like something's different. They're saying hospitalizations are up, COVID cases are up, and the amount of deaths are going up. And it feels like everything they did early on didn't work. They're just going to do the same thing over again. But what I really think is that they're exploiting it. You've got politicians who've realized they can use it to gain whatever they want because we run the risk of getting banned on YouTube simply by questioning or talking about it or bringing these things up. I got a story here. It's from John Hopkins University. They published a study. The researcher compared the previous years, the total, the average deaths in the U.S. and found that the average deaths this year are almost no different. The interesting thing, though, is that heart disease deaths were way down and COVID deaths were way up. And they concluded in this uh, article that they believe that COVID deaths were being over-exaggerated. Their words. I could get banned for just bringing the story up. The story gets deleted Terrible. Without, without notice. Now, if you bring the story up, they say it's fake news. 
The researcher stands by it, saying, no, I pulled the publicly available research, compared the, da- the, 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 the information, and they say it's fake news. If you bring that up. You're right. And I want you to know, if you would look at last year's death toll, and you don't have to check with me, you don't have to believe me, you can go to the CDC or to the health department. January, February, this year and last year were identical deaths. Throughout, you get it through the funeral policy. There's a special website for it. Correct, March, April, May, and June, we went up 25,000 additional deaths in New York City. Again, panic, uh, fake numbers, whatever it is. But yeah, 25,000 more during the, uh, compared to the year before. July, August, September, October have matched last year. Now, I don't know how you're telling me there's more COVID death, but the same death rate is now the same as last year's death certificates. Remember, each death certificate is numbered. So you can't trick the city. So the numbers are the same. I don't know where spike. Second wave was supposed to hit us in July. Second wave, August, September, October. It's November. So far, no second wave. One out of every 300,000 people that die from COVID is under the age of 65. Most of them are above 65. So you have to take care of your seniors. But we can't take care of our seniors because we're not making money and they have nowhere to eat, nowhere to go. And if you noticed, they're going out because they have no choice. Do you, do you remember when de Blasio said he wanted to buy up the buildings? Yeah. So they, they, they force everything to shut down. They get rid of tourists. They destroy the economy. And then property value tanks because people are evicted or kicked out. Bill de Blasio says, you know, I think we'll buy them and turn them into. Not buy them. We can take them. Take them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he wants to distribute the wealth. We've been wealthy too long. So it's now time to share. This is what he says. You you hear it. You don't have to listen to me. Listen to his news conference. We have to take the wealth. We've been wealthy for the last 40 years. It's time that we equal everything out, take the wealth from the wealthy and give it to other people. Is he really, is he really normal, mentally ill? I mean, there's something wrong with him. You just can't do it. Well, I mean, he can be a communist. Does that mean he's (laughs) mentally ill? I think that's mentally ill. But (laughs) everybody in the chat is going to say, yes, yes. (laughs) But he, he thinks he can take away our properties. He thinks we're all going to leave and and just do whatever he wants. I'm not going to let him do it. I'm standing. Yes, I'm the one guy right now standing in his way, and I'm going to get to city council. I'm hoping he'll be gone. I know he'll be gone. I'm going to clean sweep the city council with a bunch of good people, and if not, you're going to see me stop them. I'm going to filibuster them. I'm not going to let them get away with it. You know, I, I don't know if you like AOC or not. Another witch. Uh, not a big uh, fan. Right. So she, we had Amazon came into New York City promised us $25 billion. Listen to me, people. It was more, actually, over it, 10 it, years. Right. Yeah, it was 30 to, Right. But also, you keep forgetting the housing that was going to get built around there. Yep. Another $10 billion. The trickle-down jobs, $10 billion. The taxes from these people, plus all the new work that would have come up, all, all thrown out. Why? Because she was in one of her moods to show it. Bill de Blasio and Governor Cuomo chickened out. They loved the idea. You're talking what we could have done, the housing, the jobs that were going to come in. I, I don't know where my politicians were saying, okay, if you don't want it in Long Island, come to Brooklyn. We all want it. The trickle-down jobs just in my neighborhood would have been in the tens of millions of dollars. Cuomo actually ragged on AOC for that. AOC... But he let her get away with it. Well, yeah, so so uh, she ended up saying that she had nothing to do with it. It wasn't even in my district. And she actually... She's correct. It wasn't in her district. She had no right to open her mouth. But she was leading protests. She was one of the keynote yeah. speakers at a, at, a, at a protest in the financial district saying... That Amazon shouldn't come in. And man, I tell you, she came out and said, why are we giving Amazon $3 billion? Because she didn't understand that a discount isn't giving someone money. Right, so right. so the controversy here, I don't know you, you're, I don't know if you're familiar no, with it. No, no, tertiarily. So, so basically- You're going to freak out when you hear this. So the city said, we're going to give you a tax break if you build your he- headquarters here. Not Amazon. money. Not money. Not money. A tax That's break. Right. 
But there would be rebates and grants and stuff that would come along with it. Basically, if you generate $30 billion in tax revenue for the city over 10 years, we'll cut off 10% of that. So she actually gave an interview where she said, why are we giving them $3 billion? Oh, I hate that logic. As I mean, if, that's not logic, by the way. Yeah. It's, it's there was that was there, there were some grants. There were some rebates. There was some money that would come from the city. But it was in the event that Amazon set up an HQ. So it was an incentive. And it was, it was 25 to 40,000 jobs. Correct. And, and listen all, to me. 25 to 40,000 new jobs. Forget all the other outer jobs, all the new houses, all the new construction. Every, 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 one every, of the businesses that's flourishing in this crisis right now, Amazon. Yes. I'm sorry to interrupt. Continue, please. This, this would have been new housing that would, that would be built, new maintenance for the housing. There would be a lot more commerce and economic exchange in these areas. New Stores, supermarkets, new bodegas. Oh, oh, I love you. And she, she led foods. protests because it just fit the narrative. Big corporation, Amazon, bad. And hey, you know what? Honestly, I'm down with that narrative because Amazon is profiting like crazy while all the small businesses are being destroyed. And it's people like Cuomo and de Blasio and Newsom and all these other governors and people like Pelosi who break the rules, destroy the small businesses for everybody else while the big box stores and big corporations make sweet cash. But I understand there's a difference. And sometimes you're going to say it would be nice if we had 25 to 40,000 new jobs because, I don't know, the, the MTA in New York is collapsing. Right. The cities are uh, – the, the trains are falling apart. They, I remember when they said they were going to shut down the L train between Williamsburg and Manhattan, and it caused a panic in, right. the, in the housing market. Right. And so they need money to fix this stuff. She decides she's going to lead a protest. Once it comes out that she's destroyed jobs and everyone's mad, she goes, that wasn't me. I don't live in that district. And all of a sudden it was like – do, do, do you not remember when we were criticizing you because you led this protest in the financial district? Was New York going to give Amazon $3 billion to no, get no, it going? No, no, no. no. Okay. It was a discount. It was a discount. Yeah, it's like... It's like if, I mean, it's I, a rebate, right? If they no, hit a, no, no, a no, no, threshold, no, no, no. they were going to give them... No. There were some rebates. There was some instances where they would provide cash, but it was all contingent upon... If you have a company here, if you have these jobs, if you're generating billions in tax revenue... Then we give you money. Over time, no, you pay less in taxes. You pay less in taxes. So We're not yeah. giving you anything. What you I'm just saying discount. Is, yeah. It was a $3 billion discount. There was a small amount that would have been rebates, but I'm, that's negligible. I'm just pointing but out... it's on money already made, accrued. So yes. it's not like... Right, right, exactly. So, so it would be like the, the analogy she claims is that you go to a, a you know, like a, 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 you know, I don't know, pizza store, pizza restaurant, and they say... You know, one dollar off pizza, and then she thinks the pizza the guy at the shop hands the customer the dollar, and then he leaves. N no, it means if you want to buy a, a large pizza, it's nine dollars instead of ten dollars. Right. He's not going to give you a dollar and then you leave. Dude, I think we have a lot of lazy politicians right now. It's not lazy, well, do nothing dumbbells dude, that don't. They don't even read yet. the bills. Yeah. How can you? I think it should be firstly of uh, that a politician should not be allowed to vote on a bill if they don't read it, and they should swear under oath that they read the thing. <laughs> I love. You know what? I, I, you know what? I, I'm going to use that. Like that I, you know, I love that idea. I never even thought it. Brilliant. Swear under you oath. Have you have to read swear it. that you read the whole bill, and you under, and you don't even have to understand. At least you read it. Not one of your workers read it. You yeah. know, our trains. You were saying about the MTA. They clean the trains at nighttime, getting rid of COVID. Which the next day, the first person that touches it gets it back. Do you know how <laughs> rat infested the MTA is? Rats. I mean, just come if you want to have a good oh, laugh. Man. Just stand. Sometimes. Yes, I do. By the way. <laughs> okay, all it's over awesome. the place. Now, now, now that uh, the lockdowns have been for for a long time, rats are roaming the streets in packs. This is the crazy thing with all these lockdowns. There's no more people dropping food, giving food. So uh, it's, it's actually happening in a bunch of cities all over the world. There's one crazy video where there's baboons yeah, and they're forming street gangs <sighs> because there's no tourists would throw them food, right? Now there's nobody. So when Sorry. someone drops, a, you know, an ice cream, they all start fighting each other over it in gangs. In New York, this is crazy. 
packs of rats run down the street and they chase people. He's not joking. No, it's real. Yeah. Yes, because they, they used to get the scraps. There's so many people everywhere dropping scraps. The rats were fat and happy. Now they're starving and they're becoming desperate and they'll chase you. Like they're big too. Yeah, but they're packs. It's crazy. Wow. You know, and, and I want to go on another subject with you guys. This is something that really bothers me. We have a homeless issue. And when you were saying about the hotels before... Mayor de Blasio spent his wife, that's where I got in trouble. I, I didn't yeah. know you're allowed to call a woman a bad thing. Uh, <laughs> well, you shouldn't call people names. Okay, too. well, that's who I am, you know what I mean? And she stole, I mean, she lost $1.25 billion. I'm going to call her what a name. Is, how, well, so, so, so the she, she was part of a committee, which she's not even an elected official. He put him in charge of the mental health issue. $1.25 billion was lost disappeared now first of all let me tell you as a contractor i can build 1600 homes i can house over a uh, time that by eight by the way I can, I can put eight people in a home i can do that put them house them not apartments not little homeless shelters if you ever go to a homeless shelter they're disgusting and i've been to many of them to visit and help them get approved homes that we can put them in i have sixty nine thousand homeless people on the street Forget about that. They're no good. They're bams. They're whatever you want to talk bad about them. I don't know why people would even degrade them. Some of them are lost. You have 20,000 of them that are children. 20,000 of my homeless kids are children sleeping on the street. I don't have much money. I go on the street once a week. I try to give out $2, $5. I get a lot of clothing donations. A lot of people get it, but my friends give me good stuff, some nice leftover jacket or stuff for the kids, and I give it out wherever I could. And on Friday, I do my two, three hours. And... I, they're so happy. And when Mayor de Blasio took them off the street and put them in a hotel, you know what I mean? And now, since he says COVID is restricted, right, we all have to be in their homes, what about the 69,000 people on the street that are not spreading the disease? You're putting them back in homeless shelters so they're not spreading the disease? Again, it doesn't make sense, his whole reaction. I asked him, make me mayor. Make me deputy mayor. I will come up with the COVID answer, which I, I will put all the communities together. I'll get leaders from every community. I'll threaten them. I'll scream at them. I'll create an independent coalition, go from door to door in each of our communities, work with our people, come up with ideas, and solve the problem. The man does not care. Wear a mask. And it's, it. It, I think it's because you're approaching this as though you think Bill de Blasio shares the same values you do. You think he cares about people. You think he cares about kids. You think he cares about the homeless. I don't think he does. That's his job. I think absolutely it is. But I think he's just... He cares about himself. He cares about ideology. He cares about enriching his family. You look at his wife. What did she get? A $2 million staff budget? <laughs> when the city is being shut down and people are losing their jobs, his wife's got a staff total of like $2 million a year. She, what, what did she have? Like an artist or something? Someone like paints for her? Yeah, that, that, this is, this is what it, this is like, it's, it's, what kind of government is it? What do you, what do you call it? Is it when you've got the he, rich people? He collects rent, by the way. Plutocracy. Plutocracy. I think so. The, the, the wealthy take control. They strip away the rights of the poor, they enrich themselves, and they laugh about it. They laugh in your face, they watch the city burn, and they're doing it, I can only imagine, on purpose. You can't have all these rights sweeping through the city, and then Bill de Blasio cheers for the protests. And across this country, we see the same thing. In Michigan, we see it in California, they march with the protesters, they cheer for it after they burn everything down. Right. Kamala Harris asks for donations for rioters, then she comes out what recently saying, oh, the poor small business. What do you mean? You have to bail out the people who destroyed those businesses. It's, it's, it's crazy to me that from the start with COVID and the lockdowns, 15 days to slow the spread. We all agreed. Turned into what? what we're month, 10, 10 two months. months right. he just, he's, now the businesses are, 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 are destroyed. But you know, you know what's crazy? You get a lot of businesses, a lot of perishables, food, restaurants. They were gone first. 
But what happened to the hard goods stores? All these stores that sold shirts, clothing, branded gear, skateboards, electronics. Well, they were fine, right? They could, they could, they could stay shut down until this all ended. And then the riots happened, smashed all the windows, stole all the stuff, ripped these, these businesses off. That finished them off. Then Kamala Harris bails them out. Many, many of these leftist Democrats bail these people out, cheer for it. The politicians, the, the governors, the mayors march with these people. Then finally things are calming down. What happens? Well, we get an election. They announce Joe Biden's the winner. They all come out, dance in the street, celebrating. And it says, you know, people of the world take notice. Americans dance in the street celebrating. And then a week, you know, not even a week later, three days later, they're like, people pl- are start, start traveling for Thanksgiving, shocking the world. Right. These are the news stories that we get. All of a sudden, COVID is back. You know, they're telling me now, I'm, I'm here in New Maryland. When I go back to New York, there's going to be people at the bridges, and they're going to make me sign a thing and take a COVID test. When the sheriff pulls me over, I'm going to tell him to kiss my fat behind, and he can take my test when he finishes licking it. That's what I'm going to tell him. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. You know, Governor May de Blasio's daughter was arrested for protesting, too. Yep, yep. She got out on a desk appearance ticket, which was like two hours later. Me, for the same thing that I did, I had to sit overnight in jail. You know, his wife loses a billion, two dollars, billion, $1.25 billion. No questions asked. A couple of years ago, about a year or two ago, we had a big police um, investigation and corruption. A couple of them were arrested. Uh, some uh, personal bribed uh, uh, police. There was some private, it was a Jewish guy, matter of fact, from my community, was one of the leaders of this, of this criminal act, very close to de Blasio, and everybody was accusing, and he himself testified on the stand against other people, and he testified that de Blasio got money. Blasio wasn't touched. Wasn't arrested, not investigated. Wow. How, I mean, don't worry about it. When I get into city council, babies, I'm going to investigate. I'm going to bring it back. He thinks he's going to get away with it. Never he's going to get away with it. So guys, I am getting into city council. I don't know how. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to try. I'm here because I'm not going to sit, sit back. I'm not going to allow them to, and I'm going to repeat this over and over to you till it gets through everybody's head. You know, I tell everybody, watch my show, Just Enough Hessie Show, Wednesday night, and I keep repeating it. I want people to get it into their head. You can't hurt another person. It's, it's a shame what they do to the little people. And, 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 and Tim, I, I want you to come with me one day in my neighborhood to some of the homes that I visit. They don't have anything. I can't go to New York till quarantine. <laughs> yeah. We're going to trace all your family members yeah. too. But I, I see people that when we deliver food on a Friday package, and, and my box, you know, the city was giving away free food. You should have seen it. They gave a box with a dirty bucket of yogurt, a, a, a brown banana, and some cereal. This is what you give to a family. My boxes have chicken. I mean, I can't do more. We do only 137 families, but there's other people that do more families. We have such good volunteers. You know, America and I love America. I love America with everything that my, my, my blood runs red, white, and blue. But again, America has its issues. We have a lot of sin and corruption. And, and if you believe in God, he would have punished us. He should have punished us. But the greatest thing of this country, the greatest, why God won't touch us, why God has rewarded us, we do the most chesed, we call it in Jewish, the most we charity, the most gener- yes. generosity in this world. Every every city, every place where you go, there are charities from Red Cross to doctors giving freebies, people giving food. That's why I tell people, I tell to the young people, you think you have to do big things, you have to change the world, and it's so good when they do. I love when they do, these young people. And I go to different uh, ethnic communities and I see these young children trying, they're doing great stuff. 
helping children. Go take in a kid and study with them for an hour. Go visit an old person once a week. Go into the nursing home. That's what I do. I have one lady I visit once a week. She's so happy when I get there for that hour, you wouldn't believe it. It's like a different world for me and her. Bring a bottle of milk to some old person that needs it or to a young family. My box lasts my people till Sunday, and I know and I'm being telling you the truth, Tim, and I'm embarrassed to tell you that they, 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 they scrounge and they skim a little bit on the food and they have children. Some of these people have three, four kids. So they try to make it last till Monday, Tuesday. And I tell them not to. It's wrong because we know you need a real meal. You need a real breakfast. You need a piece of chicken. You can't just have a leg and think that it's good enough. You need to give the kid a sandwich. You know, my kid came home from school. I, I paid my tuition. I have private school for my kid. It's, it's called the yeshiva. That's what it's a regular school. And uh, my kid came home one day and he said, Pop, didn't have lunch. So what does that mean? We paid for everything. And my tuition is for $10 a day for the kid. And uh, I called up the school screaming and hollering and they, and they said, well, you didn't pay his lunch. I said, what are you talking about? I have the receipts. Oh, we made a mistake between your kid and another kid. I said, so another kid is not going to eat? Well, I mean, is that your answer to me? I said, <laughs> so I, I went to the school and I spoke to the parents of my kid's class and we saw that there were three kids that couldn't afford the lunch program and we put together the money. It only was like $3 a day for all of us parents, whatever. And we made sure that those kids had the food. This is what other people do to other people. It's unacceptable. This great country, this wonderful land, we've, we've built, you know, after the revolution, how, how we helped our neighbors build our homes, how we rebuilt America. Yeah, civil war was bad. But again, Abraham Lincoln stopped it, told everybody, no, no, go home. We're, we're buddies again. Stop it. And we built this nation back piece by piece, brick by brick. We went to World War II and we defended the rest of the world. Not once, twice. You know, I want to tell you a funny story. Not really funny for me. It's a serious story. I have a cousin called Getzel Schwartz. He passed away about two years ago. Uh, maybe a little bit more. And I'm sure you've seen the movie Inglorious Bastards. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's a, you think this movie is a fake movie. It's a true movie except for the ending. My cousin lost 10 members of his family, wiped out in the war, killed. And he and his father survived and they made it to America. He couldn't speak English, but he was a big, tough, you know, these big, tough, built European guys. And uh, my mother made it to America with 10 of her. She only lost two. My father lost uh, uh, most of his family except for a sister and another sister that couldn't have children. She was operated on. But Getzel came alone. And he came to America right at the beginning of the war. And what do you do with him? He couldn't speak English, so he joined the army. And he was a Jewish guy, was a little prejudicial back then. So they made him a paratrooper to jump behind enemy lines. <laughs> Figured, you know, the Jew boy will be dead. No time. Gosh. This monster of a man jumped mission after mission after mission behind enemy lines. And I sat there as a little six-year-old boy with my cousins, the girls, telling us stories how he got behind Nazi lines, cutting their throats, stabbing them, going back out. And we listened to his stories, and they were true. Because he had friends that lived it. It was a monster. At 70 years old, he was still doing 100 push-ups in his underwear, built wow. like an animal. At the end of the war, he had medals like you never saw before. I've seen them. And he found a sister that survived. He, he, he got to the concentration camp almost in time. They killed her four days before. Wow. He had a mental breakdown. He went into town. He took his gun and started shooting Germans. Wow. And um, they, of course, grabbed him, court-martialed him. But he's a hero. Medals up to a zoo. So they dishonorably discharge him or honorably discharge him. He got a pension. 
and he left the army and he went home. He married a beautiful woman. Yikes. And um, what he did was he went with his wife to Israel. And it happened to be 1945, 1946, when again Israel became a state, 1948, and the war broke out. What do you think this crazy man did? He joined the Israeli army. Wow. Gosh. Became a hero. <laughs> was a big-time hero. He had a house in Israel, a house in America, two pensions, back and forth, good-looking man. And every time I saw him, I, I, I couldn't believe him. When that movie Glorious Bastards came out, I, I said, this is my cousin. This is one of the boys. I'm, I'm, I'm confused, though. Uh, you, you, you're saying that you, you had family, that you, you, you uh, lost family in the Holocaust. Yeah. But you're a Donald Trump supporter. I was told by the left that Trump is literally Hitler and he's a fascist. Oh, please. I mean, <laughs> uh, come on. I mean, I've seen, I mean, I'm from New York City. He has people in, 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 in low income families that he, he lets live for free or he helps out his charities. Everybody messes up. Everybody's a businessman. Everybody screws up. Everybody makes mistakes. He has got a team around him. Could talk to him about his accounting. The man is the boss. The boss, the boss puts out work. People make mistakes. I like Donald Trump. I believe he's an honorable man. He's done more in one day of his life than I will ever do in the next 10 years. You're, you're from New York City. Yeah, Brooklyn, New York. Lived there your whole life. All my life. You were there uh, in the 80s when Donald Trump came in and started taking the city back. That's right. I saw him build that rink when he told Koch, you're building a skating rink for six years. You can't finish it. The man came in in a few months <laughs> and finished it under budget. Wow. Stop it, guys. Stop it. I don't know what you're telling me because the guy knows how to uh, pitch his product because he's a great salesman. Wow. I am proud of him. And when he ran for president, I couldn't believe it. I said, why? Why would he do it? And I'll tell you why. They're going to tear him apart. I don't care. He didn't care. He did it. And this is why I believe he deserved a second term. He took the ridicule. I mean, come on, Tim. Russian collusion? You yeah, believe that the president of the United States is a Russian spy? I mean, did you actually believe <laughs> Obama was a, a jihadist, you know? I mean, you guys are yeah. crazy. Yeah. I mean, we, we're crazy sometimes the way we think. But you, you actually, I, I, for two years I'm watching this. He's a Russian spy. We're going to impeach him because he actually is Russia. Flynn cooperated with the, Really, it, it's a shame what they did. And they wasted $40 million. This guy, Mueller, is an idiot. I mean, he, he doesn't deserve to even have a license or to be even respected. Nadler, my little fat, I'm not going to call him a name. I know, Tim, you're going to kill me. <laughs> but I have so many good names to say. If you let me say it, Tim, you'd make me happy. I'll give you a dollar. I have 10 bucks in my pocket. You only get a dollar. I need nine bucks for those tolls. Right, guys? Nine bucks? Anyways, so... um I hate this little Nadler man. And he, he he's, <laughs> did you ever see him get, when he got up on the stage, incompetent, the way he spoke, the way he pitched his case. I mean, it didn't make sense. And then they voted against party lines. Only one idiot switched sides, Romney. I mean, impossible. And you knew you weren't going to convict him. So you wasted another 10, 15 million dollars in the whole country's time. Why? Again, Tim, somebody's got to explain it to me. I don't understand. There's a there's a series now. I guess it's called Empires of New York. Yeah. Have you seen it? I haven't yeah, seen yeah. it. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's like it's praises Donald Trump. Is that my understanding? Talks I, about how he like rebuilt the city and came in. I saw I saw a documentary a year or so ago that it was about. I think it was an old documentary. It was about the 80s and New York was crime infested. The trains were riddled with graffiti. People were scared. Uh, people were getting robbed. And then, Robbed. You walk down Williamsburg. We have a section now in Williamsburg, which was very high price now. To buy a piece of uh, apartment is $1,000 a square foot. Oh, yeah. When you walk there, as when I was a kid, if you weren't raped, robbed, stabbed, or you made it out alive, really, didn't make a difference, woman or man, you are lucky. I had two brothers who... Um, 
had a warehouse there. The father had a warehouse, a little shoe company. They used to sneak in and, and all the, the ladies of the evening, were, I don't want to say the bad word, were there. And it was like, they, they told me they, they couldn't get for their building maybe a few thousand dollars when all this fancy high price stuff went. I mean, it was so bad there. Now they got millions of dollars. They sold it now to the yuppies. Oh, yeah. But we've rebuilt the city. Donald Trump, he, he's a businessman. He has to make a profit. Don't get me wrong. I sometimes don't agree with all his policies. But he gave jobs. He gave you a chance to make a living. You wanted to be a millionaire? Well, don't work for him. But he gave you a chance to at least to pay your bills. And that is what this great, great city about. Somebody else can make money. He gives you an opportunity. Take your opportunity. If you don't like it, go away. You know, I have many guys that I've worked for that abused or knocked me or tried to cut my prices or didn't let me make a dollar. I said, hey, man, I have a right to leave you or I have a right to take the job. I don't do business that way. I make sure both sides are correct. I like it that way. I want I make a little bit less. Let the other person have a life. When uh, when Trump started running, I was actually I went and covered a bunch of the Trump rallies and I went down. And I think one of the things that definitely insulated me from the Trump derangement syndrome media was first Trump starts doing rallies. I go and I actually met Trump supporters, talked to a bunch of regular people. And then all of a sudden I hear from the left that Trump supporters are all crazy, violent, right next. And I'm like, oh, no, I, I met a lot of these people like regular people. And then the other issue was that I went to Trump Tower and I've been to Trump Tower several times living in New York, even before Trump was talking about running or anything like that. And then, you know, you go to the ice cream shop, you go downstairs. I've gone to the restaurant. You get a nice Trump steak or whatever, the Trump bottled water. And when Trump was, uh, uh, you know, getting smeared and attacked in the media, I went to Trump Tower and I just, you know, went to, you know, the, you go down the escalator, they got the ice cream right. shop right there in New York. And I asked, uh, I was like, so you guys know Trump? And they're like, yeah, he comes down every, every so often. And I was like, what do you think? Cool dude? And they're like, oh, that guy's great. They, t they tell me stories about how Trump would come down and drop a $100 bill in their tip jar, all that kind of stuff. He's a good guy. And so I'm like, I think he's got a mouth. For sure. I'm sorry. This is America. I'm allowed to say anything I want. I, yeah. I, keep, I keep forgetting the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, the Fifth Amendment. We got a lot of amendments for a reason. Oh, yeah. He's allowed to say anything he wants, except if he's on YouTube. You can't. I heard that. I got that. But do you know what's painted, by the way, when you went to Trump Tower, right there in front of Trump Tower? Do you, do you ever see the, what the was Black painted? Lives Matter. Now, to paint your sidewalk curb cut, you know what that is? When you go up into your driveway, that little yeah. curb cut, to paint it yellow is illegal in the city of New York. If you what? do it, it's a $1,000 fine. Serious. God forbid to paint your oh sidewalk or, or to block no parking. Mayor de Blasio painted Black Lives Matter on an entire block and not one, two blocks. How do you do that? And during COVID? Illegally. illegally during yeah. COVID. He's the mayor. He can do whatever he wants. So, of course, somebody in my community, I don't know who, was running around Borough Park were painting yellow All Lives Matter for a couple of days. Oh, wow. <laughs> I wasn't sure he was. They said he was a chubby guy uh, with his shirt on talk. But it wasn't me. It wasn't you. No. I think it was Linda, my wife. Uh, no, you're beautiful, Linda. You're not chubby. I love you. I'm joking. I'm in big trouble, Tim. I hate oh, you. Why are you letting me on this show? I'm going home. Oh, man. Linda's not letting me home. We're going to make a super cut of all the time. Times you've said something about your wife, oh, just put it together in a big five-minute string. You know, I, I make fun of everything. We were drinking wine the other day, and uh, and we were just sitting there nicely. You know, we don't really drink, but we were having a nice little wine, watching our television. And all of a sudden, I heard I said, she said, I love you. I was so happy. She never really just says that. I said, wow, Linda, I can't believe it. She says, no, I love the wine. <laughs> little witch. I hate her. So here, here, I got a question. Um, <laughs> no, I do. I love you, baby. I, I, I need. I, 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 it's not the money. It's not the money. No, I'm joking. I think. Uh, I think we need police. I think uh, police do a very important job. I think they get. I think they need better pay for one. I think it's got to be considered to be like a higher. Like we got to treat cops better. But 
I have uh, zero. You have to say thank you. I say thank you when I see every police officer. They need that. They need, yeah. you know, because police officers do have issues too. They have family problems too. But here's a problem. Who are these cops that showed up to arrest you? Who are these, who are these cops that are defending and Ill- the Black Lives Matter painting is illegal. The mayor doesn't have the right to just go and do that in violation of, I mean, he, he essentially stole taxpayer dollars to fund the creation of and the defense of. And it only functions because he has police officers who say, I don't care if it's illegal or not. I'm going to protect this guy committing crimes. Correct. So how, how, do you, how do you deal with that? So there's always somebody, you know, most of the cops are great, but there's always somebody. I, I don't want to bring they up. They found the 27 I, cops who would do it. I, I, I don't want to bring up the Nazi time. But, you know, even back then, there was most, a lot of the people did not agree with, with what, he, what Hitler said. But then there's always somebody that wants the money to move up in the ranks. And you have these idiots, these two warrant officers. Hey, wow, here's an opportunity. The mayor called us. We're going to do what the mayor says. Of course, we'll be loved by the mayor. This is a problem. You having a protest is constitutionally protected. You and your community gathering is First Amendment protected for a variety of reasons. First of all, peaceably assemble. Very under well, under the police guidance. They're the ones who set it up. So so you can peaceably assemble and you can practice your religion. That's that, both of what you are doing. They come and they arrest you. De Blasio, without approval, in violation of COVID guidelines, paints in the street, obstructing a road. Taxpayer dollars, cops defend him. Yeah. They arrest you who did nothing illegal. They defend him who's clearly breaking the law. Again, that's a problem. He, he you know, by the way, I, uh, I don't want to tell you, but uh, one of my, one of the uh, holidays, we, before the holy holiday of Yom Kippur, where we uh, cleanse our sins. So what we do is we, in the old temple, we used to sacrifice uh, an animal, a sheep, a goat, and uh, you, take it and you cut it up and you give the meat to the poor people. We can't do that today. So what we do is we have a chicken and a chicken we can all eat, right? Everybody has chicken, fried chicken. Uh, it's like a rotisserie uh, chicken. Right, yeah, you can do whatever you want. So what we do is we have a way to to sacrifice the chicken in a very uh, um, uh, non, uh, it's in a way that it doesn't hurt the chicken, even though Peter comes and screams and hollers, but we do it in a way just like a butcher would do it, but we do it, we we take this chicken, we make you pay $8 for it or $12, and we make a blessing on it to take the sins of your sins, and we put it on the chicken, and the chicken dies for your sins, and we spread the blood. It's a, it's a, It's just a stupid ceremony. It's not voodoo. It's nothing crazy. And we take this chicken, we clean it, and we give it to the poor. Only the poor. You cannot, even though you pay for it, you cannot have the chicken. It goes into a box, and it gets distributed to the poor people. Thousands and thousands of chickens. And it goes for the holidays. Wonderful thing. Um, so I was joking at one of the, uh, of, you know, one of the places, because the police tried to shut down this thing with pizza, and I was blocking it. And where I am, they leave it alone. <laughs> and uh, I was joking with one of the chickens when they tried to make me, you know, cleanse my sins. And I told them I don't have any sins. <laughs> Linda has a lot of lists of oh, sins of gosh. mine, but I really don't have. Linda, I really am a good guy, baby girl. I need more <laughs> money. Really, I'm broke. Anyways, so... Um, the uh so I did this and I joked that I'm gonna chop off I'm gonna chew off the neck of the chicken and the Blasio I might do the same to you. It was a joke. Two cops showed up at my house Saturday. <laughs> yeah. You wanna kill the Blasio? I videotaped it, by the way. They said you can't videotape it, Harold. I said, I'm gonna videotape anything I want, but I brought him in. I said, Really? Are you watching my videos? And the cops told me, 
we watch all your videos. Whoa. <laughs> I got a whole new bunch of people watching me. Whoa. You know what I mean? Your views are through the roof and just cops watching you waiting for you to say something wrong. I, I guess so. I mean, they're watching to see if I'm going to kill the man. Is that, are they crazy? I mean, I have a history of nonviolence. I do not condone violence. I've worked for the police. I've worked for the city. I work for the department, uh, HPD. I, 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 I go to court. I help the homeless. I don't understand you. Look at my history of that. I've worked with the police. They know that you're right. I don't cooperate with the district attorney all the time when, when people are injured or they're abused women. I will not tell them when they run away or, or something happens. I, I'm a big boy. I know when somebody does something wrong, sometimes they have to be given a second chance. And yes, a third and a fourth chance. My father told me people allowed a thousand mistakes and about 12 big mistakes, but uh, you're allowed to make mistakes. And if you don't believe me, go call my wife. I got lots of, she has a list. She has got a book, man. Authorities love to catch people on technicalities. That's it. Like uh, Michael Flynn, didn't they get him on a technicality? No, it, it wasn't even, it Alex wasn't. Alex Jones, they got him on a technicality. They love just like, right. finding that one little thing and then what's trying the to take What's the president's friends that were, was arrested with, also with 20 cops, his Roger wife Stone. was deaf? Roger Stone. Roger Stone. Raided his house at four in the morning. CNN was there and yeah, waiting. Amazing. Beautiful job, guys. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Well like, done. You gotta live in this this like fantasy well, not fantasy, but like Uber protective you gotta protect your speech. We do if have the look, freedom to say whatever we want, but that you, doesn't if, mean that we should. If you create a platform and you support the likes of de Blasio and these Democrats who are breaking the breaking the rules or breaking the law, if you support, say, Black Lives Matter, you can go out and street. So I, I can't remember, we were talking to some dude, uh, a guy who lives in New York, he's a comedian, and he was saying that when the Black Lives Matter protest started, it was like, I can finally go outside. Right. So they all like, this is it, I can go outside now. And they, they were like, I just wanted to want to be in, locked up anymore. So that's that's kind of how they, they, like, if you support their cause, you say their words, now you're walking out, you're going for a walk, everything's fine, you're not getting sick. And then they put out this study, I don't know if you saw it, they said, uh, uh, they said that the Black Lives Matter protest actually reduced COVID. Yeah. 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 Now the Trump gatherings. No, 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 no. That made everything worse. It was, it was the black, you know, the, the politics changed the nature of the virus, as it were. They made people sick. They made people, you know, I had a doctor on my show, uh, a doctor, Karen Bernard. She said, she's a psychiatrist, a child psychiatrist. She's locking people in the houses. They lose it. They lose it. And now some people now actually believe never to leave your house. And if you leave your house, you're a spreader. If you don't wear triple masks on your face, you're a spreader. You know, when the masks came out, they were $7 a piece. Now you get them for zero. You know, um, by the way, every person brought into COVID into the hospital where my, and I'm telling you for a fact now, I'm not talking about all the other hospitals. I don't know, but I'm telling you for a fact in my Mamanis hospital, $39,000 every time they wrote down the word COVID. 20000 if he died, $1,500 to the ambulance people that brought him in. There was a, a, a Twitter thread that a bunch of journalists were sharing where this one journalist said, there's a conspiracy theory among people that hospitals financially are financially benefiting from COVID, but many of these hospitals are struggling. And it was, you know, it was basically the story she was putting out where Trump supporters don't believe COVID exists. And you know, I responded with, it's not a conspiracy theory. USA Today ran a fact check saying, if a patient goes to the hospital, they get paid more if they're marked as COVID. Exactly. And really? If they're, if they're put on a ventilator, they get three times the normal I, I, I amount. I forgot that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for pointing USA that Today, out. U, USA Today ran the fact check. They said it was true. Are we crazy, really? Tim, am, am I crazy? I mean, something is wrong. And then the reporters all came down to Bopak, to the Jewish communities, because Mayor de Blasio told them all to check. And they were filming anybody who didn't wear a mask. 85% of the people wore a mask, but some of the kids didn't want, I never wear a mask. I just want you to know, I don't wear a mask. You can forget 
forget about it. I'm never going to wear a mask. Yes, when I go into a store, I have my Justin Ofeshi mask, you know, because I want to promote my show. But that's the only reason why I would wear it. And pretty much I send Linda in because I'm never going to go into places. But most of the stores, you don't need to wear it. I, I, be respectful. If that's what they want, that's what you're going to do. He's lying. Even even uh, Fauci says the masks are no good anymore. Now he wants to shut us down. You know, there was one new guy, one new somebody, the new health guy for for Biden wants to shut the country down for six mm-hmm. weeks. First, we say 14 days. Then we say a month. Now, six new weeks, we're going to shut down the entire country. The entire country. Dude, it's, it's the lazy bureaucracy and these people are acting off. The, they're treating us like robots. They're reading a script of numbers and they're saying if this number of people stays inside for this many months, then it will equal this many less of this and it's like look at the humanity of what's happening to people that can't get out of their house and how they're going crazy and now how people will listen, kill themselves and they're exactly. looking and, and exactly. you, you know, but you know what they're doing they're going let's see if we do the six weeks we'll have seventeen thousand suicides and if we do that's acceptable now guys that's what they're saying guys yeah. they know t- take a look at the big picture now even if we're locked up no weddings allowed, so that means nobody can get married, so there's no children to be born. I know what you're going to say, we can do it anyways, but most of us want to get married. We want to have the wedding. We want to have our children while we're married. Now you're telling me people can't even go on dates. You know, I, I actually saw a couple of young couples going on, on dates with masks. How do you even look at each other? How do you talk to each other? Now, forget going on dates. We're going to do a Zoom date. Oh, please, really? A Zoom date? Get away from me. <laughs> I, I got to go talk to the woman. I got to spend time. I got to go... Play ball with her, bowl, uh, you know, have a pizza with her. But this is what they're trying to do. I think they're trying to control our, I, I guess, our population. I, I have no well, idea what that I means. Think, I think it's probably less specific than that, but that is caught up in it. It's the Great Reset. Yeah. It's a, a lot of these, uh, it's not a conspiracy theory. I hate that word, by the way. I hate it. The I Great hate Reset. The, I hate it. It's, I mean, Justin the Trudeau new said. The new the, norm. Right. The new, the, yeah, the new normal. The World Economic Forum said COVID-19 is our opportunity for the Great Reset to uh, uh, fix global capitalism so that stakeholders, you know, get more involved or whatever. And then so I think these politicians are like, now's our chance. So I think we had we had a really, really bad COVID, you know, uh, earlier this year. We saw what happened with China. The question that needs to be asked right now is, look, what, what, what about these other countries? You know, China recovered. They you know, China is fully open. Yeah, 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 no, 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 no vaccine. <laughs> and beautiful. Wow. Wow. So, so what I think is, in my opinion. That uh, COVID's around, and uh, I wouldn't want to get it. It's got lingering health effects. There are people who lose their sense of taste and stuff. And a friend of mine just got got COVID, and he's got he's got symptoms. It's like he can't smell or whatever. That's freaky. But it doesn't mean we shut down the entire country right. over it. So what I think happened is it was novel earlier this year. A lot of people got it. It was spreading like crazy. Guess what? 15 days to slow the spread. It worked. I think we saw everything go back down. Everyone back to normal. But then instead of saying, okay, congratulations, everybody, we did it. They said, just keep it locked down. Right. And, then, and then these Democrats started saying, hey, we can use this. Exactly. And that's what they've been doing. So I think we should take it seriously. But I don't think seriously at this point is, go, is going against the World Health Organization's but, own but advice. You should always take your health seriously. Nobody, you know, in the summertime, it's raining and people run into their house soaking wet and they go to the air conditioner. In the winter, <laughs> oh, I want to look nice and pretty. And they wear the skinny little dresses. You know, the girls. I got to wear their beautiful. I'm, I'm making fun of you women. I got you. I know you have to wear those thin little see-through dresses. Uh-huh. But, you know, don't make fun of me. But I, I, And I don't look at that. I'm not supposed to. But I do look it's terrible i'm joking linda i don't look i really <laughs> tim please send me home i can't be here anymore <laughs> so uh 
My point to you is, is take care of yourself. Wear a coat. I wear a coat. I wear myself a sweat jacket in the winter. When it gets rain, yes, I'll suffer and I'll take off my clothes and I'll change it. If I don't have a change of clothes, you'll suffer because you're going to get sick. And if you want to get sick, it's going to get worse. And that's what you have to do. You must take care of yourself. Go home and take your Tylenol. Don't be a big shot. Go take your, 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 your aspirins. Go to a doctor for your, for your every six month checkup. You know, people make fun of me. Oh, has she? You're a big fat guy. You're dying. I have my blood pressure 120 over 80. Nothing Ooh. can get to me. Okay. My, I'm perfect health. I got to lose like 900 pounds. I know, I know. <laughs> Damn, I can't win on a this. Can I look like piece. you? You look so good, man. You got to fast. <laughs> Ian. Try now you're praising I love him. Don't you say <laughs> I, I love, love him. I really love him. He's a good looking Dude, man. obesity, what is it? 60% of uh, yeah. Americans are obese right now. Yeah. And we're, that we're, uh, is completely related to this epidemic. Yeah. 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 Uh, we're oh, stuck at it, home. It's a comorbidity. Yeah. You know, And people who are stuck at home. Uh, people who are obese die are have are dying of COVID. And so let's talk about that. I know, but you know, life is so short. You know, I, I want to tell you a story. You know, I was today at uh, the uh, Abraham Lincoln Memorial, and um, I love Abraham Lincoln, one of my favorite presidents. I'm a, I'm a historian. I love history. I love the past. I, I, I love learning about Civil War. I, I do a lot of research on World War II, of course. And Abraham Lincoln was one of my favorite. And when my son was born. I, I wanted to name him Abraham Lincoln Tischler, you know? Would have been cool, right? But, of course, Linda won. <sighs> that, that woman is just... I, you know, I'm looking back 31 years. I'm a loser. Oh, no. God, that girl beats me every which way. I love you, baby. I love you. I'm coming home. Don't worry about it. Anyways, so um, my, my, um, my father passed away when I was young. His name was Abraham Solomon. And I was a little depressed. I had to get up from the seven days of mourning. I had to take care of my family. Passover came. And it's a true story. And if you don't believe me, you can ask my nephews, my family. And I had to make the Seder. A Seder is, um, the, 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 when we, when we got out of Egypt, we were slaves in Egypt. So we came out and we became free, the Jewish people, 3,000 something years ago. So every year on Passover, we make the Seder, this remembrance dinner of our freedom from Egypt. And I got out of, when I got up, I was 13 years old. I was the man. My father passed away. The day I stood up for mourning was the day of the first Seder. And I had to make this Seder every year for my mother and my brothers. Once I married off my brothers, I took care of my mother. I helped her recover her family. I, I did some good things for the family. So I, I got married. Linda found me. She tricked me into marriage. No, you didn't. I, I was joking. It was, she didn't trick me. She did. And uh, so anyways, we got married and we were pregnant with our first child. And I told Linda, I don't want to be religious anymore. I, I, I'm sick of this Passover. I want to change. I'm a new man. I got, I took care of my family. I moved my mother to a new home. I did everything good. I took care of my sister. I want to run away. And my mother begged me. She says, has she? It's one more Passover. Give me one more Seder. I said, mommy, I, I don't want to do it anymore. I, I really don't want it. I don't want to be religious. She says, listen, you're doing it to me for 14 years. Give me one more. I said, okay, mom. And now a Seder usually takes three, four, five hours. It's a ceremony. It's a meal. Family around you. I said, mom, you got 15 minutes. I'm a pro at the Seder already. I'm doing it in Hebrew and English and, and in Hungarian languages. I can do everything. Anyways, we're having the Seder. I'm flying through the Seder. And my wife is not due for about a month. And all of a sudden, in the middle of the Seder, my wife gets up and says, Hesh, the baby's coming. I said, no, 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 no. Baby's not coming for a month. Quickly, I called the doctor. And the doctor says, eh, baby's not coming. So I put the doctor on the phone with my wife as she's threatening, screaming, and using bad language. Uh, the baby's coming. And the doctor says, it's not coming. And even if it comes, it takes 10 hours. We hung up on the doctor, and I stopped putting on Linda's shoes. As I put on the second shoe, plop. 
He what? falls into my hand, this little piece of nothing garbage. <gasps> the placenta falls out. Linda passes out. The baby's dead. Linda's dead. My mother's screaming in a language that I did not know that she had coming out of her mouth in bad, bad words. Blood all over me. Blood on the floor. It was over. And I, I just saw my eyes before me. And then... I look down and I see it's a boy. You can tell it's a boy with certain little things that come out of his body. And uh, Linda started to wake up and the baby started to cry. And my beautiful, gorgeous sister called 911, put him on the phone, me and the police. That's why I don't care if they arrest me. I don't care whatever they do to me. Um, they helped me save my child. They came running. They helped me cut the cord. I stood on my knees for 30 minutes. I went to the hospital. A lot of my friends were there. Some of them having babies said, only has she comes ready made. And... Of course, I was going to name the baby Abraham Lincoln Tishler, but I knew that it would be named after my father, Abraham Solomon. And since then, God showed me. He says, listen, don't mess with me. I'm going to show you Passover is a good holiday. I have about 50, 60 people at my Passover holidays every year. Even if we go down to Florida, we drag the tables. Um, it, my, my Passover doesn't, and my Seder doesn't end until three in the morning. We have a good time of it. There is a God. There was a person that leads him. And I was walking home in the snow full of blood. I looked up to, to, to heaven and I said, God, you got me. You got me. And when I got home, my 70-year-old mother, now listen to this, says to me, I'm going to live to see that baby get married. And my two boys were born, my third one afterwards. And my second one, we, we in the Jewish family, we don't allow people just to marry as they please. First, second, third, fourth. And my second son wanted to get married and he bought himself a, a woman. You know, I love her so much. Really, I don't. But I do. I love her. My beautiful daughter-in-law. She doesn't like me. She, not really. You know, <laughs> I don't know why. I'm such a good guy. Ian, am I not a good guy? I think so. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> You're so handsome, Ian. Oh, Anyways, <laughs> so... um he came, so we let him get married. My mother said, you will let him get married. You know, my mother was, you know, still the boss around, uh, and she, I was taking care of her, and we, and we let him get married. And then a few months later, my oldest son came, and he went to get married, and my mother came to both weddings. And the day of his last celebration, she died the next day. Wow. wow. So again, guys, there's a world, there's a God. I will get elected if that's what God wants. I need help. Of course, if you're not going to do it yourself, God wants you to make a pinhole. He says, make that hole. Come through. I'm not preaching. Don't, don't think for religion. Christianity, Muslim, Buddhist, Judaism. I love it all. It makes this world a better place. And God wants you to do it yourself. Once you do it, he'll help you the rest of the way. I'm here to fight. I'm not going to let tyranny, I'm not going to let my neighbor get tortured, I'm not going to let my brothers get get downtrodden. This is a, a special country that was given to us 200 and something years ago. A gift, a gift given to us, and we're going to let some idiots take it away from us. Mr. Donald Trump, I'm going to tell you on the on, on my friend's podcast, him, his show, I want to apologize to you from everybody from the city of New York, if you don't mind. I'm sorry what we've done to you. I'm sorry we've made you suffer. I'm sorry a lot of other crazies in America has done it, but I can talk for myself, my community. I know you're a good man. I don't know how to make it better for you. Thank you. Thank you for your fight. I wish to God that I can come and shake and bow before you because you are a true angel. You are superior to the rest of us. I don't care what your listeners are going to scream at me. Oh, you're crazy Trump fanatic. I'm not. I'm telling you of a man that I've seen done good. The country has seen done good over the last three years. Even during COVID, he's done a good job. What did you want him to do? And they hindered him. They stopped our... Remember when they shut down the government budget in the early oh, years? Yeah. 
How do you shut down a government budget? You got to agree with your president for a few pennies. They gave out a couple of trillion dollars in stimulus. That's so nice of you. I made $600, $1,200. What can I buy for that? Really, you think I can actually buy enough milk and shoes and food and clothing for my kids for the rest of the year? That's what they agreed on? Keep my government running. Keep my country running. Let me go back to work. Instead, they lock me in my house. Then half of us get somehow hypnotized that we can never leave our homes and that's what they want they want people to dependent on the government and that's it we're going to be their slaves not me not me never and i'm hoping you children you young generation stand up it's time not to accept i'm not saying be disobedient i'm not saying be violent i'm saying listen do your thing nobody can control you and if the police do it's wrong there is laws there is warrants needed they can't just walk into your stores and if they do tell them to get out Simple. Get out. I don't want you in my store. Why? Because your nose is crooked. Come I can say anything. Warrant. Yes. I, you, you can't throw me out because you, you know, maybe you're prejudiced. I can do anything I want in my store, in my space. And, 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 but what bothers me, what irks me, all of you people in this country, maybe they're all right. You know, everything they said, the governor, the mayors, everybody that convinced us they're right. What should have shown you how stupid they are is that the governor of New York tells you on Thanksgiving, we will enforce you not to have more than 10 people. And the governor of Los Angeles, of, of California, is telling you, if you have more than six or eight people, I'm going to shut off your water and yeah. your electric. You now know that's not normal. Just there alone shows you that everything they've set up to this point does not count. Maybe they had some sense, but if once you act that stupid, I, 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 you should jump in the lake. It's time to do super chats. Super chat. I don't know what that means, it but means go ahead. We got people asking questions. Oh, go ahead. One for you. Oh boy. This is from. Am I in trouble? No. Presdy. I love oh no, you. you're gonna like this. He, yeah, uh, yeah. Pres Pres Presdy thirty four says, "Yo, Heshi, you got my vote. Give him hell." I love you. I love you. Don't forget HeshiTishler.com. Can I say that? Yes, yes you can. Of Please, guys. Twenty five bucks, thirty bucks. If all of you Million guys bucks, donate, thousand bucks. No, 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 no. You see, <laughs> I, I little things. The little things. I don't need the big guys. I don't need the big bankers or the big George Soros. I don't want none of that money. I want my little friends across the country. Give me $25, $30. Fill up the account. Let me walk in and say, hey, guys, I don't answer to nobody. I am here to tell you that I'm going to make a change in my city, and I want the rest of the country to see what we can do, and who knows? Go ahead. Diz5 says, as an Orthodox Jew living in New York, it is awesome you've got Heshi on. Thanks, Timenko. Oh, that's You got nice. a bunch of fans. Yeah, I got a, I got a bunch of messages, too. They were really excited when they, when they heard that you were coming on. You know, I have a lot of haters. I just oh, want you I'm to know. Oh, I'm sure. Of course. I got, you should see my Instagram. Sometimes I'm embarrassed to look at it. It's weird how that happens. Like, even if you're being your best self, people will still... I don't yeah, People are jealous. People are angry. 18-hour you know? days I put in for my community, my, my own people. And then sometimes they have little kids make prank phone calls, which I think is cute. Because when I'm sitting in the car bored, I listen to their calls. <laughs> you know, I think it's funny. It's like wind Noel, resistance. Like it's inevitable. When you go fast, there's just resistance. Yeah. Noel Wayne says, New York Jews, but we are on your side. Mayor of New York, the German Jews are the same thing. Thank you. Thank you. I just want you to know you're right. And, and the mayor is an idiot. And I thank you across this country for your support. I've seen it. You're just wonderful people. Remember, we're all the same. Everybody pay attention. We're all the same. That's it. This is crazy. Dallas TV says, Tim, have you heard of the skyrocketing suicide rate in Japan? Last month, they had more suicides than all their COVID deaths. Raises the question, are the benefits of the lockdown worth the consequences? Crazy. 
Yeah. Me too. I have 97 suicides. I'm not talking the rest of you. I'm going to repeat it over and over again. You don't understand. Each one hurts me. And, and this is this year. It's not even over yet. I, I can't wait for this to be over. It hurts me every time from a 21 year old kill to a 15 year old girl that cuts her wrists or, or a 42 year old woman that overdoses. I can't over stupidity. We can fix this. It's not right. Ty Chapman says Georgia court grants injunction preventing wiping of Dominion voting machines pending forensic inspection. Mm. This could be massive. Really? I thought they reversed the reversal already. I don't know what they're doing. uh, It's it's hard to track, (laughs) but Free Nation Radio says, Heshi, you seem like a real mensch. What's your take on Jewish support of the Democrats who are leaning into anti-Semitism with Omar Tlaib and ignoring violence from black Hebrew Israelites? I'm sorry to tell you, we all have crazies in our, in our families. I, I, I don't know. I, I, most of us Jewish Orthodox people are normal. We have some retards that do switch the sides. We have some leftists, which I really, you know, I, I was at the hospital where I volunteer every day and one guy starts coming out to me, screaming at me, murderer, murderer, murderer. I said, what the hell? I, we always have somebody, like you said, and, and I don't understand any of my, my brothers and sisters that have at all invited for Biden. Or, or leftist, and, and I'm embarrassed to tell you, I have family members, close family members that I'd like to beat the hell out of, but I know I'm going to go to jail and my wife will kill me, that actually voted for Biden. And when we talk about it, we get in trouble. At Thanksgiving dinner, there was a rule that said, no politics, no hugging. <laughs> I said, exactly, who are you talking to? Who did you send that text to? I hugged everybody and I spoke a lot of <laughs> politics. <laughs> Josh Martinez says, love this guy. Zero bucks to say Cuomo is an... Uh, oh, no, no. I'm sorry. What is it? 30 bucks to say Cuomo is an idiot one more time. <laughs> I love you. Cuomo's an idiot. And that wasn't... That's for free, my son. That one's free. Let's see. Matthew Felton says, Mr. Heshi, you are a stand-up kind of guy. If you're ever in NC, I'd be honored to buy you a beer slash meal. The world could use more like you. Can it be a kosher meal? Can we go to a kosher? Di- I like corned beef, by the way, guys. Corned <laughs> beef with coleslaw. Man, in Brooklyn, we have this great place called Essen. The best... Co- Ian, come down. I will buy you the best... Co- not you, Tim. You, because uh, I insulted you before. I didn't really... Oh, I love you. you. You know that, Ian. I really. Corned beef. Corned beef. Not pastrami. Corned beef. I'm telling you, we have the best corned beef by this place on Coney Island Avenue. Delicious. I think someone someone's saying that you got too much traffic to your website from shouting it out, oh. and now it's down. Oh, no, really? I don't know. Maybe they could check. Your- Finally, uh, something good is happening, which is really bad. That's not good. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I don't even know how to type in my own name sometimes. You know, my fingers are so fat, you know, with these little buttons, you know? Yeah. Voice All right, we got Jacob Hawley says, on the dailytrumpet.com, thousands of us... Uh, thousands of U.S. election votes stored on 47 USB cards have gone missing in Pennsylvania. Mm. It won't let me send you the link. Uh, you can't post the link on here, but uh, I did talk about that. There was a, uh, uh, I believe it was a um, Navy veteran who testified the USB, uh, USBs with all the votes on it were missing. You know, you know, Tim, by, I, by the way, I'm signing an affidavit myself. I was at 12 polling sites, which I videotaped on the day of election. Um, one guy got two ballots. Another one, I saw her putting in getting jammed. The lady took it out and said, I'll scan it later. I said, you can't do that. That's illegal. I saw um, voting machines broken, actually broken. They took your ballot and putting it in a sealed box and we'll do it later. I said, you can't do that. Why? I mean, we're doing this for so many years. We should be experienced. We should have technicians on, on, on hand. You can't just do whatever you want. I saw election fraud myself. So whatever you want to tell me, maybe I didn't see it in the big, you, you you know, humongous ways that everybody's saying it. I saw it. 
I'm very upset about it. And one guy in Seagate, New York, told me he got 10 ballots. 10. One guy in Florida told me that they called him from the station because he didn't want to come in. He says, let us sign your name and submit it. We're allowed to do it for you. He said, no, no. This is voter fraud. I'm telling you for a fact, something happened. I just can't prove it. And I had the stories. And I saw physically, I saw double ballots. I saw the machine broken. And I saw them scanning later on. Unacceptable. Wow. Marty says, calling Bill de Blasio incompetent is a bit of a stretch of Hanlon's razor, but I wish you luck in unseating that <clears throat> incompetent. Here's a bit for the war chest. Please investigate events in senior care centers. Why? Dr. Lorna Breen. Yeah, senior care centers are not letting our visitors, you know, somebody sick in your family, you, uh, you can help the nurse. You can, you know, I see people sometimes sitting two days in their soiled soil. And, and the nurses don't care. I know they're overwhelmed. You know, I know when my mother was sick, I was there every day. We had a helper. I watched her. By having family around, first of all, it helps the patient. Second of all, uh, it just, you can help the nurse, with, you know, because you know more. I want you to know, uh, here's a bad story for you. There was a, a nice man during COVID that was dying. Uh, not from COVID. He had cancer. I knew him. He was dying. And we spoke to the doctor. Doctor, you got to let the wife and four daughters in. It's a true story. I videotaped it. Doctor was such a nice man at the end. He says, okay, come on in. Let them in. Nurse came in screaming, COVID, you got to get out of here. I said, the man is dying. It's his final few hours. Let them sit here and pray. She called security. Security started to touching these religious women, trying to grab them out. Again, we were called. You won't touch them. Police came. The girls tried to protest, sit on the floor. They grabbed the mother. They grabbed one of the daughters and they tried to take another daughter to the crazy house. They arrested them for sitting in the hotel room crying with the husband. By the way, the husband died that night. They took him to the jail. They were supposed to give them a desk appearance ticket. I mean, what did they do? Really? Tell me what they did. So I went back later on to the hospital and the security guards loved me there. They said, Heshi, they're still there. They didn't let him out. They didn't give him back a ticket. Because I went back to see if I can help with, you know, with the death at the end of certain ritual rites. And I'm pretty good with stuff like that. Maybe I can help them ease through it. They said, no, Heshi, she's in the jail cell. I said, it's impossible. She's there already six, seven hours. I went to this, I went to the police station. I walked up the steps. You can't come in here. I said, listen to me, boys. Here's very carefully. You either beat the shit out. I can't say it. I know. I know. You can if you want. Okay, I'm not, I'm not, I, we I'm never not. tell people that. Okay, but I'm not, not saying anything. I'm, I'm a religious Jewish guy. But anyways, I, I said you can either beat me up or I'm going to rip this building down brick by brick, and I'm going in there. And I started to push my way in, and the cops all stood there. I said I have no problem. Out came a lieutenant who never met me before. Shook my hand, says, "Hey, she, stop." I said, these women are coming out of jail. They're losing their husband and father, and you're going to let them sit and rot in jail. Well, you don't know the procedure. I said, I know the procedure. You got five minutes. He said, what are you going to do, protest? I'm saying, I'm going to call everybody in my neighborhood. We're going to scream and holler, and we'll see what happens. Maybe we'll be violent, maybe not. Ten minutes later, they were out on videotape, and she went back to the hospital. I followed her there, not to cause trouble, and he died that night. Wow. You arrest women. This is what our mayor has done, that we arrest women whose husbands are dying. And the husband saw his wife and daughter being pulled into jail. Wow. So what do I think, guys? I'm pissed. I'm pissed about a lot of things. And I'm going to fight to the last breath. Listen to me. Alex Fiala says, Heshi, thank you for fighting for our neighborhoods. Brooklyn here and love you. You got, you got, you got, you might got haters, but you got some, uh, I love some big fans. My, my Brooklyn people. I love my Brooklyn people. I'm getting calls from London. What they're doing in London is terrible. Oh man. What's terrible. going on? Oh, locked old people, old senior people who are protesting. They're arresting them. 
They're resting them and cra- carrying them into the into the into these uh, uh, police vans. Old senior people that are protesting. That everybody else allowed to protest. But again, easy easy come. You could just push around the bullies to do whatever they want. I think you got to think bigger, Heshi. Rotting Flair says, "Lived my whole life in Suffolk County over three decades." And you're absolutely right about all the corruption. Please run to replace Cuomo so that you can yeah. clean up all of New York and so that I may have the privilege of voting for you. Wow. I love you. I love you. I love you. I want you to know something. I, I, I'm a man who's focused and I've always uh, had, a, had a vision or I look at the light at the end of the tunnel and I work where I promised that I could do best. Right now, I know that my focus, especially with, with my, my uh, experience, I can get into the city council. When I can show you people that I can, can help, not control, never control, and not lead, guide my city, fight my city to make it better. I got eight million people in trouble. I have five boroughs, and I'm not talking Jews, I'm talking uh, black people, Italian people, Asian people. I, they come to me. I take care of all the communities, Muslim people. I'm in churches, mosques. This is where I want to fix it. You're right, 2022, there's a governor election. I'm not going to run, but you know, you never know what happens, but I'm not looking to be, everybody wants to be something bigger, a billionaire, they need 20 billion, 70 billion. I'm happy with what I have. I know my goal. I know if I can fix my city, I can work and help and guide and give advice to other communities and other towns. New York is my town. Everywhere in New York is my town. Right now it's the five boroughs that need me badly and need me to make a change, clean sweep. And maybe, maybe the other little communities will fight back and and make their own changes. That's all. And I will be there. Right on. Hershey Schwartz says, thank you, Tim, for having Heshi on the show. Thank you for shedding light on very important issue. Keep fighting the good fight. You are going to heaven. You know, his name is Heshi, by the way. Heshi? Did you just say that? Hershey. You said it. Oh, Hershey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's Hershey. Hershey. Makes well, some, some some people have have referred to you as Hershey. Right. But I I assume that it's, it's a typo. It, it, or... it's, it's no, because in the old country it was Hershey or Hershey, oh, and we okay. switch it. But you know, oh. uh, but sometimes the people don't know how to say my name. I say Hershey. Hershey like the chocolate bar. I am delicious. Right. Indeed. Yes. Of course. You, I you like need, this girl. You, you I got, like her so much. <laughs> do you got uh, somebody here who can help with your website? Because people are saying they want to donate, but your website's no. down. I'm gonna kill. But you better call somebody right now, uh, Isaac. Tell them that the website. <laughs> Side is down. I'm gonna break his neck. Call him on the phone right now. Yeah. Wow, I can't believe it, guys. Don't forget. Don't give up. I'll fix it. I'll fix it. Tim needs me right now. Okay, he's buying me dinner. We'll figure it out. Well, we, we yeah, actually, <laughs> actually, yeah. We, uh, I love you, Tim. A Spade says, "Heshi, clean up the Newtown Canal." Ah, <laughs> uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of comments saying they're trying to donate, but they can't because your site's your site. Is went, there an guys, alternate so, so, donation method? Uh, uh, there, there was. Uh, it's called. It's called uh, Zelly. Is that Zelly? Zell. Right, Zell. It's called Tischler Family at uh, AOL.com. It's the only other thing, but we wanted it through the website. Yeah. Where I could. Too many more, people. I know. Too I know. many people are trying to come in. Ooh. Wow, I love you, Tim. Did <laughs> I say? You know, yeah. forget Ian is handsome. You're better looking. Oh, no. Tim is good looking. He is yeah, good yeah, looking, yeah. right? Don't yeah, grab it's not him. a competition. Right, no, it's right, not. We got, let's, we're super. So we'll read super. Chips. Look at that. He's all. He's, look, he's blushing. Don't blush, uh, Tim. I'm not going to grab you behind. Don't worry about it. Anna Din ninety two says, <laughs> "I'm joking, guys. I'm joking." So, so I agree with this. Uh, Anna Din says, "Love this guy. Reminds me of Trump." Yeah, I was going to say something. You got You got You got a Trump kind of thing. That New York you know, thing. I, I, I want to tell you something. I love Donald Trump. I love our president. And you guys think that I agree with everything. I don't agree with everything my wife says. I don't agree with everything the mayor says. I have problems with Donald Trump. I, I don't agree with him on his immigration. 
I don't agree. I believe this is the greatest super country in the world. There are so many immigrants that I hear that are lost. I, I can't throw them out. And you're right. Let them get deported. They did crimes. Come on. Some of them did some stupid things. We all do stupid things as kids. I have a problem. And I love my, my president. I believe he should build a wall. And I believe people shouldn't be walking in here as they are here. My problem is forget the new immigrants. I have people that are here that are trapped here. And I need to work with them. We can't just tear it apart. And I believe that Mr. Trump also believes that. I believe that yeah. we're just not understanding what he has to say. So again, but I agree with most of his policies. Wonderful what he's done. And I'm I'm on my side. But again, again, I have my own mind too. And I believe what I have to do. There's more from NNN, though. He says, oh. outspoken, says what he thinks. My company sells garbage truck to commercial haulers in New York City, and a few of them had to cancel because restaurant waste is way down. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, by the way, um, the Jewish schools have, we have a lot of garbage. So what we asked was, we do daily garbage. We do pick up in New York City twice a week, by the way, in your front of your house. You know, you have your regular garbage and you recycle garbage, and that's the way it works. You put it out one day and you put it out there, and if they don't come, you have to pull it back in and start all over again. Our Jewish schools have a lot of children, like any school, and we need daily pickups. So we had an argument with our Department of Sanitation. After begging and finding money in the budget, we finally raised enough money for my neighborhood to get a special truck to go around. All of a sudden, the Department of Sanitation, a woman comes in and says, you know what, um, um, I want you to recycle, but not recycle this uh, new thing, organic recycling. Did you ever hear this organic recycling? Something new. Uh, a crazy a little brown garbage can. We're going to give it away for you. If you don't do it, we're not going to give you a garbage truck. We said to her, are you crazy, woman? I, I mean, you know what it is just to, to do the regular garbage recycling and the daily garbage? She punished us and she pulled our garbage trucks out. Sometimes you have garbage coming out of schools with, with three, four, five hundred kids sitting there for days and smelling. They don't care. They're out for their own good. That's why when I become city councilman, those little commissioners, they're going to come in. I'm going to make them miserable. They're going to answer for it. And if they, if I can't fire them or make them quit, I'm going to curse so badly. I'm not going to, I'm not on your show, not say bad words, but idiot and other bad words are going to come out of my mouth. They're going to run. They're going to leave because I'm going to make them sit there daily. I'm going to question them. That's the committee I'm sitting on. Not 90 committees. I don't need lands and means committee and big committees. One committee. I'm going to torture them. I'm going to defund them. I'm going to put proper people in place. And exposing them on your show is key. Uh, that I do it all the time. I try all the time. I, I scream. I holler. I put out videos. I stand in front of inspectors. And they call the police. And I follow the inspectors. And I say to them, what are you doing? And sometimes they fight back. Sometimes they scream. And I follow them. I said, what are you doing? You're picking on stores. You're lying. They're not, you know, one store got a violation for having three people in it with social distancing. They broke the law. I saw somebody too close. I said, really? You saw somebody less than six feet apart in a big store, three people. They just had to issue the violation. And Tim, I, I told you before, you know, a store in my neighborhood got a violation because he left his door open for some fresh air. Nobody in the store, yep. no chairs, no tables, nothing going on. The store wasn't even open yet. Guy comes in, gives, and he says it on the violation. Well, we'll answer for it. One school got a violation for not having children there. Empty. We, we were, you're on the list. That was the answer. Thank you, Mr. de Blasio. Thank you. Nicholas Osborne says, long-haul truck driver here. I started listening to your content right before the Rona appeared, and I got to say, Listening to you has given me the ability to debate on a level that I never thought possible. Keep up the good work. Yeah, Appreciate great. it. Let's see. Awesome Human says, for Heshi, question. I was vetted for a job in Saudi Arabia, was told to leave off my mom's Jewish maiden name, also told I'd be banned if I visited Israel. How excited are you they might reach a peace deal with Israel? Wow. 
I mean, come on, guys. Do you understand what it is, peace? Do you understand nobody to die? Do you understand that the world maybe will become a better place, especially when we get rid of de Blasio and Cuomo, but really a better place? You know, my father was around in in, in, in the 60s. He marched. He was a good man. And, and look, at, I know... I know, don't get me right, don't get me wrong. I mean, I know we still have a lot of issues and we have a lot of uh, uh, prejudice in, in this country, but it's come a long way. I'm so proud of what has been accomplished. And you know who I give credit to? Jared Kushner, Donald Trump. And by the way, under Donald Trump's leadership, any new wars pop up? Every other president has a war. So far under Donald Trump, no wars. He's, he's bringing up our home, our soldiers. He's saving their lives that they don't get killed anymore. Thank you. Superman, if he wasn't scared of green rocks, says, if not me, then who? If not now, then when? Ian, Tim, Lids, you have my kavod, respect. This guest is fantastic. Uncle Heshi, you remind me of my Saba. Shavua Tov and Toto Roba, thank wow. you for being a Zadik in a time when we need needed one the most. He said uh, it was so nice. I hope I pronounced, my pronunciation was awful. No, no, no. <laughs> you did great. He said uh, after the Sabbath, you, you wish somebody a good week. And he also said, I'm a holy man, which you're wrong. I wish I was. I wish I was better. I really try. And he wanted to give us covered his respect. And uh, he's really, this was a wow. very nice saying. Thank you. Cool. Thank you for me. And thank you for Tim. What? He said he, he was very nice. This what language was it? It was uh, Yiddish Hebrew. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah, he did very nicely and he, and he wished us uh, uh, such good things. He wished us and he wished us. Uh, thank you. That was so cool. nice. And you said it. You really did it. Good. You did it better than me. <laughs> SCB says, hi, Heshi. I like you and support your fight against Cuomo and de Blasio. And I'm working with someone to develop a merchandise company centered around politics and would love to work with you. No one should have to endure this. I, I love you. I'm always open to help somebody. I'm always hoping that I hope to help somebody make money. I want people to do well. And if anybody could use my help in any way, and it would be my pleasure to help you. My pleasure. Uh, please, anytime you can contact me by email, just enough Heshi at gmail.com. Uh, my phone number is all over the place. I'm not scared, but you know, I, I can't pick up every call. You can WhatsApp me, text me, Instagram me. What's that other thing? TikTok, YouTube. You're on TikTok? Well, I have, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I have quite a bit of fun. I can't believe it. I just went crazy. I, t I love TikTok. Yeah, nice. I have uh, good responses. I, right. I thought Instagram was cool, but TikTok is, I'm a TikTok fan. Ooh, there you nice. go. Yeah. Matthew Holly says, Heshi, accept Bitcoin and contact Larry Sharp. <laughs> okay. No problem. I, I don't know what that means, but okay. Thank you. You can put a Bitcoin address on your website that people can donate to. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. And they just, they, they can, can copy it, paste it, and then send you Bitcoin. Oh, beautiful. Adventurer says, former code enforcement officer, I was forced to resign for bringing up Fifth Amendment violations in a rural uh, county. It happens everywhere, unfortunately. Yeah, we wow. have we have a couple of good men in my community, code enforcement officers that are retiring and quitting because they won't put up with de Blasio and, and, their, and their commission is forcing them to do illegal. They actually quit. I couldn't believe it. I, I speak to them. Some of them are my friends. And they're hiring new idiots that have no idea, of, uh, of no training. You know, we have people who are building department inspectors that have never lifted a two by four. You have guys that are plumbing inspectors are telling guys like me that have been in the business for 30 years, how the pipe should be situated and bent when he doesn't, he's never been a plumber or put together two pipes, but he knows how to read a set of plans. I had one lady inspector who so badly hated the Jews. She goes from, I've been following her. She sits there on a one page easy plan for three hours torturing us. And I don't even know if she's ever even glued tile to the wall. And she's telling me how to build my building. <laughs> 
Dan Austin says, New York got the best pizza and the worst mayor. Giuliani was the best. I love it. I, you know, I go to a pizza shop every Saturday night. There's a guy who does it. I actually love pizza. <laughs> I love pizza, guys. So I try to go to different pizza shops. Me and Linda, you know, I, again, I'm broke. So the best date I got is pizza night for Linda. It's only eight bucks, you know what I mean, and a soda. I, I would buy her a steak, but. Linda likes pizza too. Isn't isn't brother's pizza just a buck? Uh, we, we don't need to not coach pizza. Our pizza is oh, three dollars right. and seventy five yeah, yeah, cents. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so for two slices plus a soda, me and Linda have a good, good night. We are, and, uh, we, listen, I take her out of the house <laughs> and the gas and the tolls. I know I'm cheap, guys. What do you want from me, is man? It, it the, you know, I'm broke. Is it the cheese that's kosher? It's the cheese. Oh. It's you know, the cheese. It, that's and of course it's made in an oven that's not mixed mm. with any meats and is watched constantly that it's only made for dairy products you know it, it breaks my heart to see what they're doing in new york city because I, I lived there for five years and uh good memories a lot of fun hanging out with people there's always a different neighbor you can go to a different kind of food you can get venezuelan food in, yeah in new york it's great Eth- ethiopian food ethiopian amazing kosher yeah. indian food i never had you know we never had sushi when sushi came out a couple years ago i'm addicted we never had we could <laughs> never have sushi because it's got not kosher yeah. not kosher but now they figured out a way with the fake crab oh wow i love it <laughs> yeah. and i make myself yeah. my own i make the best crab salad and the best uh schnitzel which is you know uh, chicken cutlets yeah my mother um taught me when I was a young boy, how to make chicken cutlets and french fries. And that's how I tricked Linda, really. She didn't trick me. I tricked her with food. You know women are easy. No, I'm joking. I, she tricked me. So I made her the, she says, you are the best cook. Really, that's all I know how to make. Chicken cutlets and french She figured that out after 31 years. Cynthia Salen, hopefully I pronounced that right, says, Heshi, President Trump is very pro-Israel. I'm worried that Biden will destroy all the good that Trump has done for Israel and turn America, uh, and in turn, America will lose its blessings. What's your opinion? Yeah. So let me tell you, that is correct. We're all worried about that. But here's the deal. Um, you know, people don't understand, even if Trump doesn't get reelected, which I believe he should, and I believe he can, and I believe he will, but... God gave us a gift. Trump shouldn't have never been president. Everybody was against him from day one. Everybody said he had no chance. Election day, he lost by 90%. And look what happened. He gave him to us. It was a gift for four years. He gave us Israel by, by moving our our uh, embassy. He's helped out us in the peace. Come on, Middle East. Did you ever see? And they're not going to give him the Nobel Peace Prize at the end of the day. I don't think Biden could hurt them, but Israelis are tough people. It's a tough country. Uh, you know, women there in that country are more successful than anywhere in the world. They, the, the biggest chance in Israel, if you're a woman entrepreneur, to be very successful, Israel is equal to everybody. They're so great. I, of course, they have their issues like every country. You have the religious, the secular. Everybody fights with one another. But when it comes down to the bottom line, when they're at war, when they're in trouble, they stick together. And I know every inch of that land. And uh, I've I, again, I'm, I'm an American boy. I'm a Jewish man, but I know that land. I was there right after 1967, 1969, wow. after the war. And I was climbing in Jerusalem over garbage piles, where today the property is worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Then you could have got it. It was like... Warland. I was yeah. climbing over garbage. I saw tanks blown up in the street. I was a little wow. boy. And I go back now and I'm in awe of how they built that land up. Deserts of cities. And, and I'm proud of them. And I know their survivors and, and, and a lot of the, the Holocaust survivors who's built that country, uh, are wonderful people. I'm proud of them. And it's not only them. I'm, 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 I'm happy Saudi Arabia has, is waking up. I'm hoping their human rights issues are going to change as well. The mistreatment of women. You know, we have that all over the place. 
There's so much strife, so much tribulation, so much troubles in the world. We've got to fight the battles one at a time. And you know, you know, the, you, you remember not the Red Cross. What did, what did, um, Kennedy make? We, we, we sent people all over the world, the youth people, uh, uh, some organization in the 60s, you know, uh, young people went all over the world to help the world. The Peace Corps? The Peace Corps. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe it. What a great idea that was, right? Just going out to help people. Look how great America is. We could do so much. Yeah, we could. We could build water wells and like solar-powered water condensation all over the world. I I'm with you, man. I think we should use this blessing of the U.S. Right. And you remember, if you ever guys go back to the 20s and 30s, India was a country that was starving. People were dying. We figured out a way, an American figured out a way how to to create more wheat, to make the country more, to feed the people. Right. Brilliant, right? Look what we do. We have to help one another. This is what we do. We take care of one another. And I promise you. We will watch for you. And, and that's our job. Little things, guys. Little things. I'm not asking for a lot. I know a lot of you guys are going to make fun of me. Oh, here's the old guy telling us, oh, he's got to do good. I'm not asking for big things. Little things. This was my policy the last 30 years. And I'm stepping up now. I promise you I'm going to win this election. Not for me. Not for you, for the people that need us, the people that just need a little guidance, a little push. You know how many young people with just a little bit of education or a job or just, I I, I worked in the projects and I told you there was a lot of drug dealers and stuff like that. And one guy came to me for a job. I've, I give a lot of people jobs in the, in the projects. He says, Heshi, I don't have gloves or boots. I'm going to go back to sell drugs. And I right away gave him some money, but his drug, he was one of my best workers ever. And matter of fact, to this day, my kids still call him Uncle Greg. Wow. And he used to take his kid around the project. I watched him do it. I said, Heshi, I got to keep him away from the drug dealers. I can't let him take the shortcut. I want him to see. I was so proud of him. Look what a father does. It's out, you know, you take on a responsibility in life. You just don't quit. You just don't leave. Oh, I'm finished. I'm old. Your responsibility, your father, your mother, your boss, your responsible. Isn't, your job doesn't end when you're doing community service. You know, I, I'm not a big fan of Obama, but he had the greatest line that I've ever heard. Service to your country is not just serving in the military. It's to serve your fellow man. Be a tutor. Be a teacher. Feed somebody. Go to a soup kitchen. I go to a soup kitchen once a week. Sometimes they throw food at me. Sometimes they're a little crazy. <laughs> and my son was there. And sometimes I get embarrassed. I said, hey, why do you think we're here? They need our help. If they were all great and perfect in the houses, everything would be pretty. Our job is to help one another. And I promise you guys, I know you want 50 promises what I'm going to do? You got zero. I'm not making any promises. Zero. Get it out of everybody's head. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to fight for my neighbor. And I'm going to do what I've done for 30 years. And I'll never be one of them. All right. Last super chat. Go ahead. Stephen Hatchie says, Heshi, love your courage and conviction. I'm a San Antonio firefighter. I wish we had you as mayor here. I, by the way, I love my firefighters. I take pictures of my, my, I have a firehouse next door to me and they come into me all the time. They take pictures. They're my best friends. And I come there whenever I can I, 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 to bring a little bit of food or pizzas. They're so great. They're fi- you know, these are men that, you know, every, any day could die. They put their lives on the line for us. These are not, these are not, Regular people. These are not, these are supermen. These are men made out of steel. And when they pass by your house, you guys should, ev- not only the policemen, firemen are the greatest people on the planet. I've seen them go into burning buildings. Are they crazy? They must be crazy because they actually run into burning buildings. You gotta love it to kill it. I know. I think, I know. think I've seen them save children. I've saved families, giving mouth to mouth. And, and, and I don't know what, and I've seen it myself. I'm telling you, I love firemen. I really do. I should have said that to you before. My firemen are the favorite people on the planet. I'll tell you. 
anybody, the, uh, these people would run into a skyscraper that had just had a plane smash into it with debris falling from the sky, people burning, and they ran into it. And uh, man, those firefighters, it's it's sad story. I, they risked I, I, everything. Either are they crazy or they or they angels? A little crazy. No, no, no. Yeah. My, my dad was a fireman. No. His dad. No, yeah. he's no, a little no. crazy. They're not crazy. They are They're angels. Like, you don't yeah, understand yeah, selfless. it. They're selfless. I mean, I, I grew up with it. it, it and it, it, that's the beauty of it. This is who we have to teach but our children to be like. he did tell me, like. you got to love it to kill it. About doesn't fire. make it. You got to love about anything. Anything you do, you got to. I, I personally believe God, you got to struggle through life and, until you get to something you do great. But of course, they have to love it, especially when you're putting your lives on the line. How come, how come, we, don't, how come we don't have a firefighter video game? I feel like that'd be a, a oh, good be third do person video game. Yeah. There's an Atari game. Where but you like, imagine like, but, but imagine like, you know, really good graphics and it's just a firefighter and you're going in you're up against the heat and the oxygen i mean that'd be a cool game a vr game dude with the smoke clouding your eyes you could duck down (laughs) not even that complicated just like different scenarios of a firefighter going in and i want to be a partner in this action here maybe i can get some money that could be an accelerating right you could fund the campaign a little bit (laughs) heshitishla.com i know guys i said it a million (laughs) times just remember it okay guys i'm broke what's your social media uh I am. Uh, uh, oh, I see it on your. You got a oh, yeah. page. So it's called Just Enough Heshi at gmail.com. That is my email. And of course, I have Just Enough Heshi Twitter, Just Enough Heshi Instagram, Just Enough Heshi. What's the other thing? Facebook, Heshi uh, Tishler, Harold Tishler. Uh, what else do I do? There's one more thing. Uh, YouTube, you Just Enough Heshi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Twitter. I got Twitter. Yeah. Even though there's a couple of fake Twitters, just stick to Just Enough Heshi, guys. There you go. And that's it. And and if you want to contact me, I try to get back to everybody sooner or later. I, I do pick up calls leave messages I know the messages get full I do I do serve my community to the best that I can and if I can't I will try to get you somebody else or send you to the right place listen I got a lot of experience behind me I'm not a big shot I'm not going to tell you which doctor is going to save your life but if I don't like something I'm going to tell you to stay away from it I'm telling you not to go to the hospital because there's a reason not to go to that stupid hospital that killed so many people. I have a guy, Danny, who lives by me. He was on my show and people didn't believe me. He says, has she saved my life? I didn't save him. All I did was say, Danny, you, the doctor said you're going to die here. I have a spare apartment. Come home with us. Linda and me will take care of you. He lives by us to this day. He thanks wow. me all the time. I said, there's nothing to thank me for. You know, just pay the rent. <laughs> it's a there joke. you go. It was a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Well, yeah. you so uh, you got a show, right? Nine yeah. o'clock on Wednesday. Wednesday nights, nine o'clock. On it's YouTube? on YouTube uh, and Facebook. Uh, it goes out live on YouTube and Facebook. Calls just enough. Actually, you can subscribe to it. And uh, we do, you know, we rerun it afterwards or you can always get it. And it's on channel, a local channel, local radio station called 620 AM. Oh, cool. Uh, WNSR. It's a regular live station has like about a hundred thousand listeners and cool. um yeah and i try to cry and and complain and and tell the <laughs> truth and of course my 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 show always starts with a quote and a joke i have a quote of the day and i joke and yes the joke is always about linda there you go yeah so when i sometimes it's a bad joke and i know the door is double locked you gotta tune in. I, i'm in big trouble linda i got flowers <laughs> Heshi, thanks for, for hanging out with us, man. Thanks for and letting then, me come but, down. It was great. I had a great day. I met some great people in Baltimore. Oh yeah. I got a free meal, by the way. Some guys treated us to a meal. Wonderful, wonderful oh, guys. And I almost got into the White House. I think I still might get back, but I tried to get in, but the Secret Service is, <laughs> you're too you fat. In. No. <laughs> but uh, 
you know, thanks for thanks for everything else you're doing in the community and, and fighting Thank for. You. And when you, you know, guys come to Brooklyn, and, come check us out. Yeah. I will show you around. I will show you what he's done to my town. And don't, I'm not running away. I'm here to stay. I'm here to go. I promise you, I'm going to do a better job. And I'm hoping and I'm praying to God. Yes, I'm praying to God that He gives me the wisdom and the guidance to to do well. And I thank right you. Thank you for letting me come. You're wonderful guys. And Ian, I really do believe you're handsome. I love you. Okay. I love you. <laughs> I tell you I love you? Friends. You know I wasn't picking on you. It was I know Tim. you weren't. Tim told me to do it. Well, he's an animal. I know. Before the show, like, you got to just tear Ian Yeah, get him. Rip him apart. You're a bad man. Friends, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Parlor at TimCast. You can check out my other YouTube channels, youtube.com slash TimCast and youtube.com slash TimCast. News. You can also follow Ian. Yo, homie, smash that like button and follow me at Ian Crossland anywhere, yes. anywhere on all social medias. Can I say smash that like button? Say yes. Yes. Smash that like button, babies. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> oh God, I have. You can also uh, you can follow Lydia. You can. You can at follow Sour me. I feel really quiet now. Sour Patch Lids, L Y D S. And uh, you want to do a shot of the sign real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got we got it all set up and nice for uh, for oh, for Hashi that. Just that. Oh, oh snap. Hashi, there you go. The I right person. Excellent. The right person fighting for you. Check it out. HashiTishler.com. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll have you back some By the some way, point. Lydia, you know, I, I love women. I was not making jokes <laughs> to the women. I, I respect women very much. Okay, Linda, I'm in big trouble. I got to meet her. Linda. You are. You I got to meet her. You know, I don't really let anybody see Linda. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everybody knows Linda because I talk about her, but she never comes out oh, to the public. Yeah. I took her to once to a park. And we, when we opened up one of the parks, Linda, Linda, we're all running after Linda, not me. I said, I'm the hero, I idiots. Come on, man. I'm the one. No, no, Linda's the good one. Damn her. (laughs) All right, everybody. We're back tomorrow at uh, 8 p.m. live. So make sure you subscribe. Hit the like button. Hit the notification bell. Uh, Thanks for hanging out. And we will see you all tomorrow at 8. All right. Bye, guys.